Racing HQ. We're all locked and loaded now. With the latest news. Stand by for a start. Form analysis and markets. Plus interviews with the key jockeys and trainers on today's Thoroughbred Racing. And the gates are back. Racing HQ. On Sky Sports Radio and Sky Racing. In association with Racing New South Wales. And the Australian Turf Club. This is Racing HQ. Saturday, the 10th of December, 2022. Welcome to the show. Great to have you with us. Racing HQ Saturday. And away we go for the Ingham Race Day at Ramwick. Of course, formerly been the Villiers for so many years, but well and truly revamped $2 million on the line at Ramwick this afternoon. It's a capacity field to face the starter. It'll be race eight this afternoon, uh, the Ingham. Of course, you fans of Nugget and Connections are still waiting on a couple of scratchings for the favourite to get in. It's not there at the moment, but of course, his, um, the odds on favourite for the following race, race number nine. We'll go through all those prices with Glenn Munsey as we go throughout the morning. But uh, yeah, great day at Ramwick. And uh, over the course of the next four or five hours, we'll break it down and try and steer you into a, a few winners. A bit of Christmas shopping around the corner and a bit of cash to pay for that would not be the worst thing in the world. Of course, the razor sharp for the sprinters, the English Nursery, uh, a race that in the past we know has thrown up some good ones. What do we just have to go back a few years to Extreme Choice? She will reign. Wild Ruler. El Padrino won the race last year. Acrobat before that. Moss Fun back in 2013. The English Nursery certainly can throw up a very smart youngster for the future. Kembla Grange, the venue for racing just south of Sydney today. Good provincial program uh, down there. Wayne Harris has done the form. Wayne will join us at about uh, 10 to 10 this morning for his preview. Eagle Farm. What a meeting at Eagle Farm today. Getting a bit more serious with the two-year-olds there. The Field and Ready and the Callaway Gal. The Gateway and a couple of other stakes races on the program at Eagle Farm. Really good meeting. And Malcolm Maxworthy with a preview just after 9.30. Go racing at Sandown today. Mark Hunter uh, joins us for his Sandown preview just after 9 o'clock and also Morpherville. As far as interviews for this morning go, I'm looking forward to having a bit of a chat with Matt Dale uh, before 7 o'clock. Matt has a pretty smart two-year-old in Brisbane today. Of course, he won a race there at Canterbury last night and a couple of good hopes in the highway to start the day. So, Matty Dale, who, uh, well, Goulburn trainer, Matt Dale, so that for the first time, and Matt will join us before 7 o'clock, as will Brett Devine to bring us all things happening there at the Australian Turf Club. Ron Duffercy is back before a little bit of a let-up for Duff, and uh, Duff will have a chat with Gerald Ryan. Had a good week, the team there, a, a midweek double for Gerald and Sterling. Brenton Abdullah has also had a pretty good week. Treble there at Wyong uh, during the week for Brenton. Debbie Capitas, of course, big day for her family in so many ways um, with the Ingham Institute of Applied uh, Medical Research. Uh, well and truly a huge part of this day. And, of course, gets to get the latest on, on the goat, Winks, and how she sits as far as being a mum for this season. At the, it would appear not at the moment, but uh, we'll get the latest from Debbie Capitas. Big day for the family. Adrian Bott, Paul Snowden, of course, Brad Gray, Glenn Munsey for the Sydney form after 8 o'clock. Let's head to Ranwick and Michael Wood is there for a chat. He's the track manager, of course. I was going to say he's had a bit of a, a, a break and a holiday in between things, but looking at some of the social medias around the place, Michael, as I say, good morning to you. For yourself and the track staff, it's been anything but a holiday in in recent times. Hello, mate. Yeah, good morning, Rich. How are you, mate? Very, very good. What's uh, we're, we're back at Ramwick. There's been the break. There's been renovations by the look of things. Tell us uh, tell us what's happened to Ramwick in the last month and a bit. Yeah, exactly. As you say, it's been a, 
been a busy time. Also, we haven't haven't been racing. The um, we had to get all of our renovations done, and you know we've just replicated really what we've done in previous years, and you know it seems to be seems to be paying off. Uh, you know in those wet times. So um, yeah, very busy renovation period. The staff's done a great job. Um, it's been pretty inconsistent this weather, so uh, it's been tough to really get that track to grow back. We um, you know we've inflicted a fair bit of punishment on it throughout the year. So it's um, to get it back to where it is today is a great effort by the team, and um, I think it's only really going to improve. You know, once we do start to get those warmer temperatures over the next couple of weeks. What rating do you got for the Ingham Day? Yep, we're a good four, penetrometer of five point one two, and a going stick of ten. Uh, so, look, really, it's it's just perfect. We had Tommy Sherry go over it this morning. Um, yeah, just felt great underfoot. Uh, nice grass cover. So. I think we're set up well. It's not an overly warm day today. We we did actually just have a shower come through just before the gallop. So um, there's only about 0.2 of a mil in that, but it's just sort of freshened the track up. So hopefully we can continue on the rest of the day and, and be in some sunshine this afternoon. You said it did the, a, a similar thing to the track last year. And I mean, you, you sort of, no one could really forecast the kind of rain that, that, that did arrive and Big, big effort by that that track and a, a, a thoroughly deserved renovation after what it's been having, had to handle during the year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've seen the dividends of you know putting putting the sand into the track that we've done. Again, we put another seven hundred and fifty tons all the way across the track, um, and that's after the, we've caught it and scarified it and, and done all the other work. And then uh, then it's just about building it back up. So there was a fair bit of damage out there um, following the Everest Carnival, but as I say, it's recovered really well. It looks great. Um, but it will improve and, and get denser and thicker as we, we head towards Christmas. The sponsorship team has been nice and busy and on the job for you guys. At least did I see you sign a deal of sorts with Toro uh, as far as far as uh, equipment goes for yourself and the team to have this track in good order? Yeah, exactly. Massive coup, really, for, for all the tracks, um, you know, and, and great for the club to, to make that investment and commitment to the team. So, um yeah, look, we'll be decked out in all the Toro gear and some all new mowers and, and different things. It's only going to help us with presenting our tracks and um, across all the four venues. So, big coup for us and, and exciting times for track managers when you get new gear. Would have thought it'd be uh, good for, for both brands to get together and do that. Thank you, Michael. So, we get through the Ingham. What's what's coming up for Ram? We get anyone and we'll have a chat with Brett Devine, I'm sure. But some terrific summer racing coming up, uh, certainly at Ramwick. Yeah, we continue on after after this week. Uh, we I think we race the next four Saturdays. We've got um, so we're tenth, seventeenth, twenty fourth, Boxing Day, and then New Year's Eve. So pretty busy uh, calendar on return. But um, as I say, the, the reno- doing the renovation puts us in good stead to to cope with that sort of summer racing. Thanks for the report, and uh, yeah, we're look looking forward to getting back onto Ramwick today. We'll, we'll speak soon. Thanks, mate. Have a great day. Michael Wood, track manager at Ramwick. We go on a, a good four to start the day on a track that's had uh, had the renovation. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to getting back to uh, to Royal Ramwick for the big day today. The Ingham is race number eight on the program. Let's head down to the Illawarra, and they are racing at Kemmler Grange today. Dave Anderson is joining us for a bit of a chat about a nine-race program down there today. Hello, Dave. Yeah, good morning, Richard. How are you? Very well, thank you. How's uh, how's your week been to get uh, yeah, to get ready for the meeting? Yeah, it's been a good week, Rich. Okay. Um, um, so, weather wise, um, to to your liking? 
Sorry, mate, you just dropped out. So it's been the right kind of week to get ready for the meeting? Yeah, it has. Rich, we've um, applied 30 mils of irrigation for the week. We um, we had five mils of rain uh, last Monday, which was, was nice, and I applied five mils of irrigation yesterday to, to put 30 in, and the rail's out plus three for the entire. Okay, what are we going up for today again? Good four. Good four. I just put uh, Luke Price over it and Brock, and they were happy with the surface and uh, kick off on a four. So nine races, you'll be kept nice and busy today? Yeah, no, it's good, isn't it? No, it's good. It's, uh, it's uh, very good, nine races. Perfect. What, t- what conditions are you expecting today? Oh, it's going to be a fine day. Um, it's only going to be top of around 21, which will be really good. Uh, so it won't get too hot, so it'll be nice and uh, nice and comfortable for the patrons and the horses. Okay. Thank you, Dave. Nice report. Good luck with the meeting today. Thanks, Richard. See you, mate. Dave Anderson, good four uh, for Kembla Grange races today. Yeah, first of nine races there at 20 minutes to one. First of nine races, 20 minutes to one. And if you're in uh, Illawarra or southern Sydney, Kembla Grange and surrounds, you're rowing and ahhing what to do, get down to Kembla Grange is the way to go. Good meeting. You You generally see, um, well, there's a two-year-old race down there today. The second race, they're all debutantes. Every two-year-old race pretty important this time of year. We're not too far away. I know we talk about an English nursery today. Um, Magic Millions had their big race at Wyong next Thursday as well. So all these all these two-year-old races, these babies trying to uh, put some money in the bank to try and uh, get to the better races, of course. Brisbane racing today, and uh, we are well in the thick of their summer carnival now. Haven't been at Eagle Farm for a little while, but we're back there today for a belter of a meeting. Jim Roberts is there for a chat. G'day, Jim. Yeah, good morning, Richard. How are you? Not bad, not bad at all. So we talk, we talk about your, your winter carnival, never mind winter, some proper summer racing there today. Yes, yes, a good, yeah, good card, all right, yes. Yeah, the uh, summer carnival in Brisbane, I think, has gone from strength to strength, so, yeah, it's a good day of racing ahead of us, and, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. What uh, what rating do you think you're going to put up? Uh, we, uh, we've got a good four this morning, Richard. Uh, the rails are one metre, so a good four track. Uh, we've got a little bit overcast here in Brisbane this morning. They are predicting a, a morning shower, whether we'll get it or not, it's another thing. It doesn't look too threatening at the moment, but uh, there is there is showers predicted, so... But I'm not, not too concerned by that at all. So, so it'd probably be a little bit cloudy for most of the day. A light breeze. There's hardly any breeze here at all this morning. They're saying light, light wind, so we might get a bit of a sea breeze later on off the coast. So, um, yeah, um, yeah. like I said, um, it's got a beautiful coverage of grass. It's just come back. I think the last time we raced here was a Melbourne Cup day, so we've gone through a bit of a renovation period with the track. And, uh, you know, the grass, like I say, is just yeah, sensational this morning. It's beautiful now. It's good, isn't it? That shouldn't it? be an issue at all. No, it sort of yeah, felt like you hadn't been there for a, probably a, a, at least a month, and sometimes those tracks need that break. And you got you guys and girls can can do what you need to do to have it ready for some pretty important racing coming up. Absolutely, yeah. Now, like I say, the track come back in really good shape, so yeah, very happy with it. Uh, we got a shear reading this morning at twelve point four, and up down index eight seven under penetrate six nine. So it's pretty good. Yeah, that's the going stick reading, so they're pretty good. I haven't got the penchometer readings yet. The boys are still on the track, but I'd say it'll be, you know, find the five, five, eight, five, seven, five, eight, something, some thereabouts. So just just walking, it feels pretty good. So I'm going to put a couple of horses over it and about around six o'clock. So I'll get a bit of an idea then from the jockeys as well. So but no concerns, no issues. The track should race sensationally. Okay, good on you, Jim. Great chat, great program up your way today, and we always appreciate your report on race morning. Thank you, Jim.
There he is, Jim Roberts. Uh, let him get back to his work there this morning because Queensland now behind. There's still uh, what, still just um, 19 minutes to six in Queensland, so a bit to play out before we get to final scratchings and, and, and that kind of thing. But good falls all around the place at the moment um, as we uh, work our way around the grounds and uh, around uh, the track reports. So... Yeah, look, we'll keep it on. Scratching is clearly for Ramwick today. It's uh, Good luck to other programs around New South Wales today. Uh, Albury have a, a meeting down on the border there today. Um, Coffs Harbour uh, are racing. Cobar have a meeting today. Would that be Cup Day? Uh, might almost be. Uh, no, it's not. It's a picnic meeting. But uh, anyway, these uh, these smaller clubs, they, they need to have these meetings or they would like to have these meetings. We know uh, with floods and, of course, during COVID, so many of these um, smaller country clubs around New South Wales and Australia, they couldn't have their meetings. So uh, we wish Cobar, it'd be a pretty important day for their club and, and their town to have a race meeting on today. So I think we head to Sandown in Victoria now and Greg Groves is on the line for a chat about the Sandown program today. Hello, Greg. G'day, Richard. Uh, can you set the scene for us and, and what rating right. do you think you might go up? Okay, um, we're at a, a good four at the moment. It's a beautiful day here down in Melbourne. Um, not much wind about. Uh, it's going to be um, sunny all day with a top of 25. Um, so... Uh, depending on on the weather, um, the track may get upgraded during the day. Okay. You sound happy enough with it, though? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a great cover of grass. Haven't been on that part of the track uh, since we um, renovated it after Underwood Stakes Day. So, uh, it's, yeah, it's um, beautiful at the moment. Okay. Well, does, I mean, does a horse have a bit of a... horse wouldn't have a work across it this morning, I suppose? But no, we didn't, didn't, have any, uh, didn't have any horses on it this morning, no. Okay. Um, good two-year-old race to start the day as well, looks like. I'm sorry? A good, a good two-year-old race to start the day. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, a thousand metres, yeah. Um, a lot of un, un, uh, unraced horses in that. Um, so, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go. Okay. Thank you, Greg. Good luck with the meeting today. Okay, thank you. There is uh, Greg Groves. What do we have there? Nine races there uh, at Sandown. Yeah, the two-year-olds start the day. They're all all first starters there. Uh, James Cummings with a debutante, the Hayes team. Uh, Price and Ken Jr. with a couple of runners as well at the moment. So uh, this is the first race there at, uh, at Sandown. And Mark Hunter has done the form. And he'll bring us all his thoughts and selections just after 9 o'clock here. Um, he's a popular tipster, Mark. And he will join us uh, for sure and certain. Uh, we are racing also at Morpherville in South Australia today. There are nine races to get through uh, out of Morpherville. Of course, we'll have Pete Ellis uh, a bit later in the morning. Uh, Pete's done the form and he'll bring us uh, his tips for the program. But Ian Widowson is track manager at Morpherville and Ian, Ian is with us on the line. Good morning, Ian. Good morning. We're good fours all around the place at the moment. What can you tell us? Absolutely, exactly the same, mate. Spot on. Good four. Penno come back at a 5.28. So, yeah, looking really good for today. Um, uh, the rail stayed, is staying in the same position, uh, 12 metres uh, from 1,200 to the winning post and 8 metres remainder. So we raced in that position uh, two weeks ago. The track held up really, really well, so we think we can get another race meeting out of it. Um, we put two, week, two mil of irrigation on yesterday, which uh, gives us a total of uh, 2.8 mil, so... Yeah, hopefully it stays a good four for as long as possible, but being a 35-degree day, um, fingers crossed. I suppose uh, all care taken, horses hosed down in the yard and whatever else, and 
Well, Absolutely. All the, all well, the looked after all, well looked after normally, but different on these days again. Yeah, exactly, yeah. We've got the fans working and the misters working, so, yeah, fingers crossed everything will be fine. Good on you, Ian. Good to chat. Good luck today. No worries. Thank you. Good man, Ian. Widowson always joins us for, for Morpherville. Um, no stakes races uh, of sorts across the program today, but good competitive racing. Good maiden there, the fourth race on the day. Good luck um, finding the winner there, but uh, good day of racing uh, right around the place. Two-year-olds again get the day going. Just four two-year-olds in the first race out of Adelaide. Uh, we might... Uh, well, we're just uh, uh, we're just showing um, some trialers there for Brody Nixon. We might ease up on things. Brody is having a little bit of a spell at the moment, but he's forwarded some horses that he's had a look at from the trials. I will pass them on to uh, you, the listener, shortly, but we'll take a break here on Racing HQ Saturday. Back with Brody's trialers, Matthew Dale, not too far away, and also Brett Devine from the Australian Turf Club. Before we hear from Gerald Ryan, Brett Nabdala, Debbie Capitas, Adrian Bott, and Paul Snowden, all before 8 o'clock. A break and back with more. Golf is hard. But at Drummond Golf, we make finding the perfect Christmas gift easy with gifts for every budget. Like Strixon AD333 golf balls, 12-pack, just $24.95. Cougar Triwheel Buggy, now $179. And Tour Edge 12-piece steel package, just $999. Shop online or in-store at Drummond Golf, where Christmas gifting's made easy. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Fixed odds on races 1 to 6 at Randwick, Sandown and Eagle Farm. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back for running second or third on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. Excludes WA residents. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's on website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help 1-800-858-858. Ford dealer last week. They had plenty of the XL, the XLS, and thanks, mate. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Get into your Ford dealership quick and get into a next-gen Ranger quicker with XL and XLS in stock right now. I'll take the blue one, please. T's and C's apply. See Ford.com.au for details. Lalo, if you were Santa... Which I'm not. And you have great wisdom... Which I do. What Christmas gift would you put in your sack this year? How about a coffee maker, wireless headphones, a Fitbit watch, a supersonic hairdryer, retro toaster and an electric bike? You're going to need a bigger sack. There's hundreds more. And where would you find all these gifts? At Bingley. Check out our Bingley Christmas gift guide. Now available in-store and online. Bingley, better living every day. Racing HQ, brought to you by Tab. For racing on Tab, download the new Tab app. And HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help. 1-800-858-858. Racing HQ Saturday. Just open up the text line. I mean, we, 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 I suppose, if you were growing up through racing through maybe the last, I don't know, 20 or 30 years... Uh, there are lots of horses in those cerise colours that you fall in love with and, you know, where do you want to start you know, with octagonals and lonros and no doubts favourites? But I'm just throwing the question out there this morning. Text line's open. Half a feel-good question. You might all have your, your stories with, with Ingham horses that you've backed. Uh, let us know the, be the best result you've had 
on one of those horses carrying those famous Cerise colours. Text line is 0419-767-272. That's 0419-767-272. Think of all backed um, the Ingham horses over the time and you know, whether it be in Golden Slippers or any other races, um, I think for as long as she was with us, I backed unworldly um, in every run she had. She was a freak unworldly who we clearly never saw the best of. So I'll nominate her, but uh, 0419-767-272, the best result you had on the punt of one of those horses carrying those great Cerise colours. Of course, what? how many sets were there? We'll check in with Debbie. I reckon there might have been five or six sets of colours um, over the time for the Inghams, depending on how many runners. There was one golden slipper one time. I'm sure they might have had four to five runners and had to um, go through the different sets of colours. They are, uh, their name, uh, they're just simply giants and have been giants in the, the racing and breeding industry for the best part of 40, 50, 60 years, the Ingham family. It's a big day for them today. Brody Nixon, he's not he's having a little bit of a break and uh, good luck to you, Brody. But he's forwarded some horses that he thinks you should be sticking with today out of the trials. And the first of those, well, we're going to hear a bit of her this morning. Uh, she's in the English nursery. Of course, it is Facile. We're talking about race five, number eight, uh, Facile. $1.65 at the moment, Facile. So we, we have all seen her trials. She's trialled up beautifully. Uh, Blanc de Blanc's a $5 chance uh, in the English nursery. Good winner at Newcastle on debut. Disneck is there at $7. But Facile, she's there as a $1.65 favourite, and she is the first of those horses uh, out of the trials. Suspect this goal will be popular as well today. He's the second favourite for the Razor Sharp. Um, Brody's happy to be with Brigantine because he's been back to the trials. We saw him run so well in the Silver Eagle. Currently a $4.20 chance uh, is Brigantine. Waihaha falls three fifty at the moment for the Razor Sharp. He gets the, the chance to stand up, does he, and say, yeah, I'm, I'm up to these kinds of horses. And Waihaha falls three fifty. Brigantine four twenty. And, and then you have Dragonstone, $9.50, Sky Command, $11.11 at $12. I suspect Ron Duffersy might be a little bit interested there, but we'll hear from Duff, of course, as uh, we go throughout the morning. But uh, Brigantine, the second of the trialers. And as far as Sydney goes, let's go to race number eight. And uh, this is the uh, the Ingham, the $2 million, the Ingham, and a ticket into the Doncaster Mile over the championships. If you can win, immediate entry. Uh, Nugget is still a $3.30 favourite. How are we going there for scratchings uh, in that race? Uh, so right at the moment, they're all in still, and uh, Nugget's waiting for a couple to come out. He's still a $3.30 favourite. But new mandate at, at the $19, back to the trials. Race 8, number 12, new mandate. Um, it's every bit your trifecta first four race, isn't it? This thing in uh, so many good horses and what you just need that, uh, the rating to get in. Uh, Wild Planet on 96 was uh, the cutoff there, really. Purple Sector First Emergency at 95. Top of the ratings, Huetor resumes at, uh, uh, he's a 108 rater. Sunshine Rising, 108. Polly Gray, 108. Kerwin's Lane, it's a good race. But new mandate at $19. Uh, is the the third of the trial horses, if you're a fan of Brody. He's gone to Brisbane as well for a bit of a look around up there. Um, Great day of racing at Eagle Farm. And 
I, I like this girl as well, and I speak of Empress of Wonder. She is resuming uh, in this race. She's trialled up really well. She's in the Callaway Gal. She's currently a $2.10 favourite. Is the barrier a little awkward for Empress of Wonder? Don't know. Chad Schofield can sort that out, but her trial coming in here was just a beauty. Her debut was outstanding. Um, got back on debut, steamed home. Wonder what happens today, but Empress of Wonder. And then Brody goes to race number seven and shooting for gold resumes today. Good prospect. This is the uh, the Sky Racing Bribey handicap at listed level 1,000 metres. Shooting for gold, barrier one. And uh, Brody suggesting you stick with shooting to win trial. Up well, current $2.80 favourite, Jim. Just Sweet Bell is at $3.90 and then Sneaky Five there at $6. La Palmier, $7. Alpine Edge also resumes as a $10 chance. So just repeating those trialers for Brody Nixon. If you're a fan of Brody's, been um, a great supporter of the show all year. Race five, number eight, Facile. Uh, race seven, number 10, Brigantine. And race eight, number 12, new mandate at Ramwick. Uh, Eagle Farm, race four, number two, Empress of Wonder. And race seven, number two, shooting for goals. So busy man at the trials. He mightn't be with us, but he's found a few horses there that he thinks um, you should be sticking with there uh, today. Uh, big day of racing from Ramwick. Bring it on. If you've been to the races for a while, here's a good chance to uh, to get to Ramwick for a bit of holiday racing around the place. All these race, uh, all them, a lot of these race clubs, of course, have meetings coming up, and uh, over the holiday period, it, it is a chance for. Uh, race clubs to get people on course. So we know during COVID that wasn't an opportunity at all. But um, if you, you know, wherever you might go, if you're a holiday destination, if there's a if there's a racetrack nearby, try and get involved there and uh, and get to the races uh, if you can around the place. So working our way through a, a Saturday morning, I'm uh, looking forward to hearing from our guests uh, just after eight o'clock. Trying to get a hold of uh, Matty Dale, but. <laughs> Nick's, Nick's shaking his head there and saying, no, not at the moment. But uh, we'll keep on trying with Matt. And uh, look, again, it's race morning. Appreciate all of our, our guests, whether they be trainers or jockeys. Pretty busy morning. And we do appreciate them uh, giving up a, a few minutes to have a bit of a chat and hopefully steer you, the listener, into uh, into the right direction, of course. So we'll keep on trying to uh, get a hold of Maddie and we'll see uh, how we go there. Brett Devine is the General Manager for Communications for the Australian Turf Club, and it's a big day for the ATC. We are back at Randwick, and Brett is with us, as always, on a Saturday morning. Hello, Brett. Yeah, good morning, Richard. Good morning to all the punters. Uh, you've set it up really well this morning already, but, yes, it is a massive day at Royal Randwick, isn't it? It's one of the most popular days of the year, and particularly in this summer period. So thrilled to join with the Ingham Institute for Applied Medical Research, the Ingham family, and... What a field that's attracted, uh, raising that prize money to $2 million. It's it's outstanding, and we, we can't get blasé about these these races and the, the, the kind of money, but I, I can just um, uh, focus on the, the Ingham Institute, uh, if I can, Brett. I was in the company of, uh, of John Ingham a little while ago, and he, he explained just one of a number of things that, that they do and and the charity component and what they raise money for and uh, what what they are doing there um, are simply 
life-saving research in so many ways, and this day means a lot to the family. Yeah, look, it really does, and it combines both of their passions, the, the family of obviously raising funds and awareness for the community and putting things back into the community, and, of course, with racing on the track. And, uh, look, the Ingham family, John and Debbie and others, uh, approached Racing New South Wales and the Australian Turf Club with this uh, concept to, to put on a special day that recognises... These frontline workers and emergency service workers and all sorts of things that go into medical research for so many great reasons. Uh, we should mention today that uh, as part of this charity race day and also acknowledging the great work that people do across, right across New South Wales, uh, frontline healthcare and emergency service workers can get into the races for free today if they pre-register and show their identification. And I know you'll have Debbie on later, so I won't steal too much thunder around the Institute, but certainly just goes to show how racing uh, pours back into the community. The Australian Turf Club and Racing New South Wales are delighted to join with the family. And look, uh, for racing fans, uh, they obviously... Uh, may not know too much about the medical research part of it, and we hope to uh, increase that today. They certainly know those famous cerise colours and what that family has done right across many decades with Bob and Jack and now the, the rest of the family. So uh, he's hoping for a great day, uh, more than 500 people in the ballroom uh, as part of a special function, and we hope to continue this for many years to come. Yeah, people talking about their uh, best punting result in the cerise. G'day, boys. Back Lonroe when he won the Caulfield Guineas at $7 in the black jacket cerise cap. How good. And, um, yeah, we've all got uh, some kind of a story about uh, a horse race by the Ingham family, Brett? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I grew up, I suppose, in an era of octagonal, the big O, and who can ever forget some of those epic days uh, at Rose Hill Gardens and some of those days where he uh, he raced. But look, you could just rattle off so many of them, can't you? And uh, right across Australia and certainly in Sydney, the amount of... Uh, of, of uh, uh, amount of horses that they've had and the amount of money that they've poured into the industry through the years, uh, we can only be grateful and salute those great champions. Uh, this malt shovel tap house there at Ramwick, we have to remind listeners that if you're looking for a good spot to watch the races, um, it is a beauty down there and it, it, it's open five days a week if you're around the Ramwick area. Yeah, just want to continue to uh, to remind people we really started to kick this off yesterday and uh, opening that up. And Wednesdays through Sundays, it's open from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. And what a great time of year, Rich, to go down to that beautiful spot that people know, Royal Ramwick, around the octagonal building over those lawns and in a really well-appointed facility, the Malt Shovel Tap House. Um, as part of this, and as you've mentioned, you can see and have access to all the races, uh, David Dwyer and bookmaking facilities and tab staffed and EBTs, but also $6 craft beers and some special menu offers as well. So, look, it's free entry, Richard, free parking. Uh, the light rail obviously pulls right up. What a time of year that if you wanted to do something a little different, gather with some family and friends of an afternoon and just enjoy a, a bit of a punt, but also the beautiful surrounds of Royal Ramwick uh, in affordable uh, location. Well, the malt shovel tap house is for you. ATC membership, we always talk about this. Uh, it's, it's nice to just to go to the races and that kind of thing, but to, to know you're right for the year and, you know, all these big days that you just have, well, I've had my membership, I'll just, away we go. It's, it's just well worth considering if you get to the races a bit and you're not a member already. Well, certainly, Richard, and uh, what a great Christmas present this may be. I know I've already had a few calls this week from people asking how they can get a membership for people for Christmas. So it's a great present. Uh, it works out to less than $10 a week, and what it gives you is access to 110 race meetings 
all year. You get extra vouchers for family and things. You get to go into the best areas and uh, the best spaces around Rosehill Gardens, Royal Ramick and others. And it gets you uh, a guaranteed lock-in ticket to days like the Everest. Who can ever forget still? I know it seemed uh, uh, recently. It was a couple of months ago, of course. But to look forward to something like that, to be on course and be part of the membership of the Australian Turf Club on those days, Rosehill Gardens, Long Jeans, Golden Slipper Day, the biggest day of Group 1 racing of the year. And you could just go on and on and on about the growing prize money and features that make these race days so special, including today, the Ingham, a $2 million race, and look at that field. So Richard urging people, if they wish to think of something different for people that love their racing and love to take family and friends out, then go to theracers.com.au, get a membership. What a great Christmas present, and you can use it all year. Good on you, mate. We'll speak next Saturday morning. Many thanks. Thanks, Richard. Good luck to all the pundits. Brett Devine from the Australian Turk Club. Always catch up with him on a Saturday morning. Matthew Dale, Goulburn trainer. Matthew Dale is on the line with us now. Hello, Matt. Morning, Rich. How are you going? Not bad, thanks. Thanks for, for joining us this morning. We talk of Goulburn. Tell us about, about the move and uh, it's, is it fresh enough? Yeah, look, it's uh, fr- fresh enough. <clears throat> we moved last Sunday. All the horses come across um, from Canberra to Goulburn last Sunday. And, yeah, everyone you know, notes that Cam- uh, Goulburn's quite cold, but don't worry, Canberra's almost <laughs> as cold or just as cold. So I'm used to that. And, um, no, it's been a, a pretty smooth transition. The horses have all settled in really well. And uh, I suppose any number of reasons for that kind of move, one significant one would be uh, to, be, to, to contest these uh, highways, but that's not, I suppose there are other reasons as well. Yeah, no, that's right. There's The, the highways is a big reason for my stable, um, for my owners, and to remain sustainable going forward. And the other big reason was the workers' comp in ACT. I was paying well, practically 10 times the amount in workers' compensation. Um, and that just, you know, you can't run a business like that. And um, so it was a no-brainer for us to move to Goulburn, and, um, and we're, we're loving it. Good, and that's that is good to hear because it's. I'm just walking, walking off the track. You're right. Well, it's, it's not. That's okay. It's not just horses. It's family as well, and um, it's about Absolutely. having them as happy as much as the horses. That's right, and we yeah we bought a nice property on the edge of Goulburn and set that up for spelling and pre-training, and it's really a really good place for the family. They love it, and we've been living over here now for 12 months in readiness for the move, and um, it's all going well. Good on you. Let's let's go to Brisbane for a start, if we can. Race four, number five, the Callaway Gal here, and Malaboom. Tell us about this spirit of Boom Philly. Yeah, look, she tried really well at Warwick Farm, and then went down to Ballarat. Um, it just got lost. The track conditions that day, well, the actual <clears throat> the weather that day, it was sideways rain and uh, wind, and she got posted, you know, four and five wide without cover, and she just lost sight of the rail and effectively was lost. So you can forgive that run and um, she can bounce back today and sort of run a very competitive race. Uh, the Love family are great supporters of yours in today's highway. Pretty Woman and Penthouse. I think Penthouse, does she still uh, have a nomination for the Gold Coast? That's, um, that, yeah, uh, she's in the three-year-old. She's got a nomination for the three-year-old um, Giddies up at the Gold Coast, but she'll run today. Um, you know, very, very well placed at set weights in a highway race, and she's a Bob's horse. So, um, yeah, look, I think um, she can run really. She's got an awkward draw, but she's uh, made the transition across to Goulburn well, and her run down at Ballarat was super, and um, she's got to be awfully hard to beat there today. Pretty woman. 
What about Pretty Woman, Matt? Pretty Woman. Sorry, I'm just walking in the gate here. Um, she's come up quite well. I thought her fourth first up was good. She's come on from that and the winkers go back on. And she should be just in behind the speed. And um, if they overdo it up front, she'll be right there ready to pounce. Uh, Toretto gains a start in race 10, Matt, and we saw Golden Gorge get the job done last night. And well, Toretto was a bit too good for Golden Gorge the other day. Yeah, that's right. I thought Toretto's win was really good the other day, um, and he's come on well. Um, that race looks to suit him a good draw down in the weights. Naturally, a big step up in grade, uh, but that's sort of where he's up to now. And um, and I think with even luck, he can run a very competitive race. We'll let you get back to work, and we'll see you at the race is soon, Matt. Always good to chat. Right, thanks, Rich. Matthew Dale, and <laughs> thank you to Patrick Murphy, who is also one of, of course, leading Goulburn trainer. Paddy Murphy has just <laughs> sent me a photo of Matt walking said horseback and on the phone. In case um, we need any more convincing, good on you, Paddy. Thank you. Live shots of Matthew Dale there on the phone with the horse coming back. Pretty Woman Penthouse. They'll be uh, they'll be popular in the highway with punters today. You'd imagine and Toretto gains the start. Malibuun, um, yeah. I, I, again, uh, you've just heard from Matt, but when, when uh, just after she tried, I sort of asked Matt about Malibu, and he said he never had a never had a more, more natural two-year-old in his care. So Malibu, if you like her and the Callaway gal from the good draw, she'll certainly make her presence felt. Seven minutes past seven, this is Racing HQ Saturday. We are off to a break. On the other side, Ron Duffers, he joins us, and he has a number of guests to have a chat with before eight o'clock. Inglis is the only Australian auction house where you could have bought the winners of the Australian Grand Slam, the Golden Slipper, Caulfield Cup, Cox Plate and Melbourne Cup in the past decade. Seize your moment. Classic catalogue available now at inglis.com.au. Prepare to be moved with the all-new Nissan X-Trail. Get out of the city and into adventures that move the whole family without compromising style, space or safety. Contact your local Nissan dealer to book a test drive today. If you were Santa... Which I'm not. And you have great wisdom... Which I do. What Christmas gift would you put in your sack this year? How about a coffee maker, wireless headphones, a Fitbit watch, a supersonic hairdryer, retro toaster and an electric bike? You're going to need a bigger sack. There's hundreds more. And where would you find all these gifts? At Bing Lee. Check out our Bing Lee Christmas gift guide. Now available in-store and online. Bing Lee. Better living every day. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holds it from the bunker? At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf lowest price guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Garlow's Pies? Because at Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. Racing HQ, brought to you by Tab. For racing on Tab, download the new Tab app. And HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858.
Nine past seven, nine past six. If you happen to be on the wireless there in Queensland listening, wherever you are listening, download the Tab app. That might be the way to go. Uh, I was going to say the new Tab app, but it's not so new anymore, and I think you've probably had your chance to find your way around it. And when uh, when new things come along, people are always, um, or can be a bit, well, not sure about this, but hopefully the Tab app is serving you well at the moment. That's a good place to listen to us. Sky Thoroughbred Central until nine o'clock. Sky Racing 1, I think until the first dish lickers uh, kick in there a bit after eight o'clock somewhere and uh, and of course the radio wherever you're listening good to have you with us no scratchings from race eight at the moment the ingham is as per program so keep an eye on what happens there all the same 10 past seven ron duffercy good morning to you yeah good morning richard uh, really looking forward to today but uh, uh, celebrating a worthy cause this ingham institute are doing marvelous things for medical research and not only that you know to celebrate the the ingham family in general is is deserved in its own right you know i grew up and when they dominated the Sydney uh, scene and set up this Crown Lodge and, and whatever and uh, the two brothers that were always in the betting ring talking with the punters and uh, loved the bet and just your typical race goers and um, they've had some champion horses over the years and I think they may have won the uh, the Villiers Summer Cup double with a horse called Dear John one one year, so it's a it's a great day and looking forward to celebrating it. Uh, Debbie will elaborate, no doubt, Ronnie. But uh, I mean, decades decades back, the Ingham the Ingham name in racing. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't know what what decade to, to start, but they're just they're they're just they're just giants in the game. Simple as that. Giants, yeah, for sure. I think may have started off with Theo Green with a couple of horses, and then they moved on and and just uh, just built this empire, and uh, obviously uh, sold it to Godolphin and uh, you know, Woodland Stud. Uh, the great families that they had still continue these days. We hear Darren Beeman talk about them all the time, mm. and uh, some of those horses you you, you wouldn't have a, a, a page long enough to write down your your favourites. No, there's uh, we've just opened up the text line and they are coming through thick and fast for people that have had a good punting result of her, of her horse in those cerise colours, and they are many. They are coming through at the moment. Our, our first guest is here to join us for a chat. Had a pretty good week, uh, a double there at Warwick Farm on Wednesday for Gerald Ryan and Sterling Alexio. And Gerald is with us. Good morning, Gerald. Yeah, good morning, Richard. Good morning, Ronnie. The number of times that you've saddled up a horse in a race and in a couple of barriers along is a horse in the Cerise that's been damn hard to beat. Oh, yeah. I remember when the Switzerland started running, I was running, placing to um, uh, the Cerise colours all the time. And so I took it to... um, I took her first up to Flemington, and what we do, strike one down there too. <laughs> <laughs> but it all finished well, Gerald. It did, yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. You must be happy with the way this stable's going. It's, uh, it's, it's going really well, consistently. Yeah, no, it's going good, Ronnie, you know, they're, they're no stars, and they're just pacing them right, and the right races are out from around for them at the right time of the year. Well, hopefully you've got yeah, well, hopefully you got the star a star today. This for seal. Um, you haven't talked her up at all. You and Sterling, if if maybe she was she just snuck up on you or something. Nah, nah, she's always shown nice ability, but to be perfectly honest, I didn't think she'd be as early as what she's doing. But um, you know, I thought she'd be better in the autumn. But she's just kept coping with everything, and um, she went to the job. I didn't think she'd trial as well as. She did at Warwick Farm her first go because she'd done everyone little jump out here. 
and she was very professional and all that, and she went on from there. So, but while they're eating in the feed bin and they're feeling good and that, well, um, keep them going. I suppose the the thing that's caught the eye is the cruising speed and and also the time that she's running. Yeah, it's um, the, 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 I always like to hear I was run time and uh, equal to the um, older horses on the day, not on different days, but on the day. And uh, she's done it twice now. You know, she's done it at Warwick Farm and she's done it at um, Canterbury. So um, you know, she's just poking along good and doing everything right, yeah. I've been trapped with good trialers with two-year-olds many a time and <clears throat> a lot of them have been at home. And then when they go away for the first time, they get a little bit lost. So what I've liked about her, you've taken her away for two away trials where she's done it. Yeah, that was probably wasn't by design. It was because uh, there was no trials here at Rose Hill when they were renovating the grass track. And, um, and I agree, she's gone away from home and she's, she's behaved herself. She's been quite professional and she does everything right. And the and cruising speed's unbelievable. You know, Brenton says riding she doesn't feel able to go on nowhere near as quick. He was surprised at Canterbury sure in the time she did compared to the others because he said she only felt to be going 20 to the furlong so she must have a really good action you know. Mm. Mm. Uh, you'd have a soft spot being by like trapeze artist where you had a lot to do with him. I think, is there a, still a bonus? What's the bonus with him? I think there's a, a 200,000 ladies bonus today and I think uh, the, I think Perth's put on a 500,000 group one every year hasn't he or something like that? Yeah every year for the first first zero winner of a group one every year, you know, but there's, um, there's five group ones for two-year-olds, Blue Diamond, Golden Slipper, AJC Size, um, AJC uh, Champagne, and um, the JJ Atkins, I think they're the five two-year-old tri- um, group ones, I think, I don't think there's any more. Yeah. No. Well, hopefully, we're going a bit early yet, but uh, hopefully she gets to one of them races. Um, nice to so- get the 500 off him, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, you're happy with her? Everything's fine this morning? She's ready to go? Yeah, she's nice and bright and well and trot around good. And, no, she goes there and does what she has in the trial. She's going to be awfully hard to beat. Yeah. She doesn't have to lead neither, I don't reckon. She sits behind mates here at home and runs up and past them pretty easy. So she, I don't think she's a one-dimensional horse, no. Okay. Sky Command, race seven. Uh, well, she's in career best form. She's racing so well. You know, a little query at 12. Her win at 1,200, you have to admit, maybe it was a little biased that day. So the little query on the 1,200? Yeah, there is um um, it was a big bias that day when she won the 1200, but, but she won. It was on a heavy track, which she prefers. Preferred. Um, but her last couple of runs on the dry track at 1100 metres have given the impression that she um, will get the 1200. Um, she's going to bounce and put herself on speed, and uh, she's not necessarily in a mad tearaway runner now that she used to be. She's under. Um, Regan has, has got her racing really well and really relaxed and um, uh, she's been strong to the line but she's held her form she's done that, she's been in a long time she's raced on those heavy tracks early but she's held her form really good perhaps when you look at her form when she finds the rails she's better only two failures for me has been when she's drawn out and she hasn't been near the rail Mm. And, but today she does look as if she'll find the rail again, whether it's in front or whether it's following something there. 
Okay, um, in race nine, you've got two good stable horses here. Cisco Bay is paying the price for his consistency now, and still he's got his blinkers back on. Yeah, but tried to blinkers with Steely, and he got up on the fence here the other day, and he he um, didn't didn't appreciate, didn't have a lot of room. Uh, a couple of times he's been like that. Been had blinkers on him early, in, in before he was going any good. We had blinkers on him early, and uh, and then I took him off him after he had his wind operation, and that as a young horse, we took him off him, and um, he's raced well without him, but. I just think it was time after watching him the other day, he, um, I think it's time to put him back on him, yeah. Mm. Even though when I look at that race today, on paper, there doesn't look to be a lot of speed in the race, so, um, so I wish they had blinkers off him now, you know. And Cup Captain Blood at Kembla Race 3, it's a nice enough race for him. Looks a nice race for him, you know, he, he's tricky, he's one of those ones that control and work, and work the joint down, but doesn't produce race day, but He's drawing well today. Some speed in the race. He ought to get a nice cover. And um, no, it's fine. He was really good first up at Gosford. He was awful second up at Gosford. Um, so we just freshened him up and changed a few things around with him and just see if he can find his best form. Yeah. Good on you, Gerald. Hope, uh, hope for you, if you and Sterling can have a bit of luck today. Okay, no worries. Thanks, uh, Ronnie. Gerald, Thanks, uh, Gerald, did I see um, you've had to do a fair bit of the work there yourself this week with um, Sterling swatting around New Zealand in choppers and whatnot? Yeah, he was swatting around New Zealand there. You went over there for a look first time and, um, you know, he could enjoyed it, actually. Yeah. He said he reckoned he never ate so much or drunk so much for ages. That's, how they, that's, how, that's how they get you back, Gerald. <laughs> I said that's yeah. what you get for going to New Zealand because they're always like it, yeah. Thank you, Gerald. Uh, more so when you're looking at horses, they like to feed you and give you plenty to drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dims your concentration. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> those, legs, those legs become more correct each sit. Yeah, true. True, not wrong. Thank you, Gerald. Good luck today. Okay. Thank you. See ya. And, and I suppose, Ronnie, that, that is one thing... Um, New Zealand do do pretty well. They've always tried to get, I don't know, COVID curtailed it, but they always try and get a group of um, emerging trainers a, a, across, and it's just a, a different experience over there altogether. Yep, uh, been to many a sale over there, and it's been, uh, they, they turn it on for you, don't they? And uh, dare I forget, I was talking about starting off with Theo, with Jack and Bob, but how do we forget Ted Stanton when we sweet embrace winning the slipper with Cliffy Clare and, and their colours with the black, yellow sash, uh, armbands and cap, and then they had the black with a white star and cap. They've had a few good sets of colours and, and that moved on to the, to the Cerise, didn't it? Yeah, you've, you must have the, the text line in front of you there. Yeah, well, there, I'm getting personal because, because, <laughs> because, because I've just, yeah, the same one, ten, Tender Joy in those uh, yellow hoops and, and brown sleeves. Their first two Group 1 winners were in those those colours for Ted Stanton. So, yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's quite the history. Um, Brenton Abdullah has a nice book of rides on the Ingham Day, and Brenton is with us on a Saturday morning. Hello, Brenton. Morning, boys. Handy week. Nice little treble there at Wyong the other day. Yeah, it's uh, nice to get the ball, ball rolling again, and we'll probably shut down again after next week when we have Christmas off. So um, just try and fire in a couple more winners for the next 10 days or so, next seven days or so, and... Enjoy Christmas and uh, start again. Well, you get a good opportunity for that today because you've got some nice rides. Starts with Penthouse. She obviously needs a bit of luck. Yeah, look, um, talented little filly. Obviously, she's only a three-year-old. Um, you know, obviously, gets 54, but I thought her run at Ballarat was good. I'm heavy. 
Uh, if she comes back 100 metres, three weeks between runs, you'd expect, you'd expect Matty sort of being back in these um, in these highways. So, uh, obviously, the horse, Cameron Crockett, looks like it's got good ability and strong, but, um, look, she's just going to need that little bit of luck for the first 100, and if she can get comfortable, then, you know, she's going to be right there in the finish. Exilatus race two. It's a lovely race for him. He's got a beautiful draw there at the mile. He's to box seat. Yeah, he sets up really well, doesn't he, Ronnie? I remember winning, um, I think, uh, his maiden on him at Warwick Farm, and he sat outside the leader. So um, I think up to the mile will suit him this time in now. Low draw, he looks and he sort of set there in the first four or five today, and he gets to go his way. Hopefully he can break through again for the prep. Operative's done nothing wrong. He's two for two this prep. Racing really well. He's obviously um, drawn low, no weight. Looks to get the right run uh, with our leading trainer, so you'd expect him, respect him again. Uh, Dr. Drill, he, he was much better last start. Yeah, it was strange, you know, just for him to have that failure two runs ago. Um, really disappointed with him, but he bounced back to form the other day. I thought he was the winner there till Bonnie got him late, but uh, again, he's drawn well. He sort of pays for his consistency, doesn't he? You know, he's carrying big weights in a lot of these races now, but. Uh, he's drawn low, he's going to be doing no work throughout and um, he's a sort of horse, he's always, you know, he's busting to win another one, so hopefully it can be today. Talk to us about this filly we've just been talking about with Gerald for Seal. What's your, what's your call on her? Yeah, I really like her. Um, she's not just a dead set two-year-old, she's one of those ones, I reckon more than anything, she just sort of runs for fun, runs because she can, uh, a little bit stubborn, Um but she's been both trials. She stepped okay. She showed good speed, and um, she's just running because she can. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to today when she gets a bit of competition. I actually, funny enough, I just tried to give her a bunny the other day to follow, but she was too quick for him. So uh, we'll be positive with her today. If she leads, she leads. If she doesn't, she's outside one or two. So um, I'll be positive with her. She obviously got you know no weight as well, and I think she's quite a talented filly that keeps improving from what she's doing at home and going through her trials and. I'd expect her to be the one to be today. Queen Bellissimo, race six. Uh, she, she can probably improve it back to fillies and mares grade here. Yeah, I think the race sets up okay with her with the stable mate drawing directly inside her off Dizzy Jewel. Um, they look like they can sort of both be dominant and, and control the speed and, and from there give themselves each, each, chance, each way chance. And I know I think a couple of times when they've met, she's actually beat off Dizzy Jewel. So... Um, if they can get her firing at her best, then she's a ride that could probably uh, surprise a little and, um, and be really competitive. Uh, Wayhaha falls in race seven, and, well, obviously, he's a good ride. Yeah, good ride. Um, he's racing really well. He was obviously a little bit stiff first start. He raced well the other day. Um, 12 on the ground, I think, suits. He does love that bit more cut in the ground, but um, he's going to probably be sort of mid here today, hopefully up at nice speed and uh, get his chance to launch. Uh, Kerwin's Lane in the main race he's, he's a knockout chance, he's going well Racing really well Loved really um, I thought his run the other day was good Stripped him fitter for, for this run And uh, the only, I suppose the only concern is today You've got sort of the gay, the gay bot sort of Speed horses that could just control Or one could go So hopefully there's good pressure And uh, my boy can sort of just drop in suddenly Just behind the mid and, and get his chance Because I think he's racing really well Mm. So Cisco Bay, he's racing well. He's in good heart at the moment. Yeah, he's racing really well, isn't he? he um, I was stiff on him one day at Warwick Farm, and then he probably come out and won on him at Randwick, and he's um, held his form really well since. So, again, another horse who's paying for his consistency up in the weights, but um, sort of race that, you know, take nugget out of it. He's, he's 
he's right there. He does look probably the improving horse nugget, but um, my bloke deserves his chances, so hopefully knock another one over. Okay, lovely. Anything to add, Richard? No, I think you've covered it off beautifully, Britton. Thanks, thanks for joining us and good luck today. Thanks, boys. Good on you. Britton Abdullah uh, joining us on a Saturday morning. Ronnie, I'm just looking at <coughs> the Ingham. I'm looking at all 24 horses still <laughs> wanting to be there. Uh, that's 7.29 slot, though. They, they move in and they they make their decisions, but uh, it's, it's very hard to scratch out of a $2 million race. Isn't it? Uh, isn't it what? It's just... Um, <laughs> it's a pretty... Yeah. pretty when well, you see these horses winning from wide barriers every week. It's a pretty... Um, uh, pretty uh, yeah, big, big, uh, big carrot. Hi, Hainsey. Best memory of Octagonal was his first win as a four-year-old in the Underwood. Lost his three previous, and then bang, um, he was back. What a what a marvelous horse he was. We we know that uh, for sure. I think uh, I think Debbie Capetus uh, might be joining us for a chat here on a Saturday morning. Such a a big day for the family and. Debbie, a very good morning to you, and thanks for joining us on Racing HQ Saturday. Good morning, Richard and, and Ronnie. How are you today? We're, we're well. We're very well, and I suppose look, Ron will have his uh, you know, things to talk about with you, but if I, if I can just ask and, and start with... Um, so my days back at Inglis's, we used to do um, the Easter catalogue and classic catalogue, and you do them in-house. There was one catalogue all year, Debbie, that was just about my favourite, was the Ingham Stud Register, the Woodlands Register uh. of, of mares. Because all these pedigrees had come up a year down the track, and all these stakes winners would jump in. It was always a very fun catalogue to do with those great families. Oh look, and it and uh, we've got I've got them I've got I've got the just about the whole set I think um, they're wonderful to look back on. What an amazing time it was. Um, Dad and Jack just uh, they did everything to the t- just right. Um, but to to have had all those brilliant mares and and the amount of unraced mares that produced you know wonderful racing stock. Um, it was exciting time. Like nothing, not everything went brilliantly, and and a few of those pages were a bit light on. But um, no, they were always fun to get a hold of and and to see to have it written down on what the progeny had done every year. Uh, we enjoyed them, and we still look back on them. Uh, you know, there's a few old mares that you think about. Ice cream Sunday comes to mind a lot, and you you check her little record and. And you think, oh, they were just really fun days. And today's going to be a fun day too, Deb. I think everyone getting behind this today. And obviously it's for the Ingham Institute, which is uh, about medical research at Liverpool Hospital. And uh, how did this all come about? I, I think I heard a story, uh, I think it was Professor Les Bokey who spoke about yeah. it, how your grandmother was in Liverpool Hospital and just the care that she received and it all started from there. Yeah, it, no, it did. It did. Dad and Jack were, were so um, impressed and, and and just loved the care that everybody at the hospital gave Nan. Uh, she had a stroke and, and it, it wasn't pleasant, but they were just so loving. Um, and Dad was talking to them. They were both talking to the hospital and they wanted to do something for the hospital. And um, they said, look, we need research. She said, we've got the caring people there. We've got the, 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 the there's medical people that, that are out there that want to do all this, but we just need more research. So they set about um, t- 
trying to make that happen. Took a fair few years. Nan passed me in 95, um, and it took took like 12 months after that to really sort of start to, to work on the um, what what we would what would be the best way to go. And a band of other Western Sydney people got together with them, and um, how amazing to have the Ingham Institute born out of out of that. Um, yeah. Western Sydney's been so so good to us. And the Institute, just amazing, the innovative work they're doing out there across all avenues of medical research. Incredible, incredible. Uh, let's move on to our next love, the horses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the you're growing up with uh, with all the all the horses around, and you, you know you're probably obviously the favourites are, are, are obvious. Um, your yorkies and your lonros. Anything else you want to mention about your favourite horses with the with the Ingham family? Oh, oh look, well, yes, there was a gorgeous little um, mare up at Woodlands called Joyful Senorita, um, and she didn't produce anything brilliant, but she was just something that jumped out at us when we were there. But on the racetrack, seances. Um, she was from the family of Unworldly, and we all know how amazing Unworld was going to be till mm. tragedy happened. But, yeah, no, seances was just so much fun to watch on, on the track. And then in later days, you had Nemesin. She jumped out in November, and it's, you know, I was at the races, and, and Peter Snowden was there, um... And he said, you know, she just won brilliantly and, and I'm jumping around and he said, hey, calm down, stop it. He said, you'll make her too short a favourite. Your uncle and father will hate you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I'm sure You know, they, yeah, oh, there are a million. And, and you know, like Dad and Jack just loved the races and, and you know, they enjoyed having a punt. So, and uh, Saturday mornings we had to listen to the scratchings every every week. Mm. Oh, I hope you still do, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> now, we got news, uh, yeah, well, during Thursday, maybe the Winx is going to have a year off and just uh, go fresh with her next year. Yes, yes. No, look, she's got a gorgeous little filly, Piero filly, and um, we were hopeful, you know, but this year's been a strange year. Um, the mares, a lot of our mares have had to go back two, three times, and timing just wasn't on our side, and... Um, you know, it's just a shame. Nature takes its course. She didn't come up well for another covering. So uh, we just thought, no, just stop now. Let her enjoy this foal. And uh, we can always go again next year if, if, if things happen. Um, so, yeah, but, oh, God. The little foal's gorgeous. Okay. Yeah, I, bet, I bet you've had plenty of advice for naming of this new foal. Uh, yeah, we have. Um, <laughs> and, and as I keep telling the other partners, we don't really have to name her until she's going to go to the races. So we've got, you know, 12 months, 18 months to, to make that decision. But, uh, look, there's a lot of decisions before that. But, yes, um, very tempting to, to name her something cute, but I think a racehorse has to have a good name. Yeah, for sure. Everybody, uh, lovely to see Robusto run well in the last today. Be a popular result. Oh, look, and wouldn't it be awesome to have the Cerise win on, on this special day? Um, you know, to have the ATC and, and Racing New South Wales honour Dad and Jack in this way, wouldn't it be just surreal to have the last race be an Ingham horse that won in the Cerise? Mm. Uh, 
and we might get a little woo-hoo with Opera. He puts his head in front there. Uh, yeah, you just never know. And and Greg's got one in that race too. Has so he? how it, how how lovely is that? You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. No. Very special. Very special. De- mm. Debbie, just um, um, I suppose Roddy's covered it beautifully. But just harping back to to the days of Woodlands and and um, and those kinds of things. Uh, the uh, as an employer. Um, your family. I could could imagine the number of people that have come through Woodlands and the stables. Now we, you know, the Snowdens and Hawks is obvious, but so many other people that have come have come through that operation in years gone by to to, to bigger and better things in racing and an amazing amazing employer. Your family oh, over the time. Absolutely, and and you know, like Dad and Jack, actually, they they just loyalty came to them. Um, and all of the staff that worked for them, you know, they just put their heart and soul into everything. So, you know, like there's even still a lot of the staff are still at, at Godolphin and, and that is a testament to Godolphin as well. But I think it's the uh, backbone of what Dad and Jack set up in the first place. Um, you know, Taree, one of the uh, girls out there, she's would have been working there forever and she's stepping up all the time and Suzanne Philcox who, who she comes up with the most amazing names mm. Trevor Lobb you know mm. you, the, the the names go on and on and on um, and so many that now run the studs around the place have all had a lot of training through Woodlands um, Scott Holcomb uh, uh Oh, God, I'm going to forget someone. So that's terrible. I'm stopped naming, and everybody out there knows who they are. Remember Trevor yeah, Lobb, sure. uh, remember Trevor Lobb saying um, with when you know, the news filtered through that morning with Unworldly, you, you wait a lifetime for a horse like this. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Crushing. Yeah. Felt, felt a lot for all the staff that were there that day, actually. Alrighty. One final one. Um, after all these years, do you still eat chicken and eggs? Of <laughs> <laughs> course we do. Yeah, of course, of course. It's and good for business. A, and, and turkeys at Christmas, Christmas, of course. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. They're Ingham, Ingham's chicken nuggets. They'll all be always, always. Well, there's a topical tip for today, Nugget. I know. <laughs> Has he gotten in? We've got to wait and see that. <laughs> Have a good day, Deb. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, quite the pleasure. Debbie Capetus, of course, I suppose. Uh, Roddy, yes, Winks, and kind of forget the the, the Whoppet bloodstock horses around the place, their own little, I suppose, side project, of course. Yep, well, let's start it off all right with uh, Winks has come through and, and Deb's got a, uh, a team of horses herself now and the and the, you know, the Inghams are still breeding with their, uh, their family trust, so it, it's great. And John's obviously still a big player and, and the rest of the family are, are, are big players as well. So they, they haven't let the legacy go. The Ingham name is Strong throughout racing, to, and, and it will be uh, when I'm gone as well. Yeah, Holy Roller, a favourite here. Oh. Massive horse, won 12 or 25. Uh, for a person here betting on Yelly won four in a row. All these horses, all these big horses. And thanks for your feedback, Everett. Has a, a favourite horse that they like to back in those Cerise colours. 24 day. We'll take a short break here on Racing HQ Saturday. 
Lionel, if you were Santa... Which I'm not. And you have great wisdom... Which I do. What Christmas gift would you put in your sack this year? How about a coffee maker, wireless headphones, a Fitbit watch, a supersonic hairdryer, retro toaster and an electric bike? You're going to need a bigger sack. There's hundreds more. And where would you find all these gifts? At Bingley. Check out our Bingley Christmas gift guide. Now available in-store and online. Bingley, better living every day. The sun is shining, the waves are crashing and hooves are thundering in the southeast. It feels like summer is here and with it, the Queensland Summer Racing Carnival. The Gateway and Eagle Farm will see the winner book their spot in the 2023 Group 1 Straybroke Handicap, while the listed Callaway Gallon Field and Ready Stakes will unveil a number of Magic Millions two-year-old classic hopefuls. It feels like summer again and Queensland is racing. For all the details, visit queenslandsummercarnival.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help. 1-800-858-858. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. <laughs> Bet fixed Dodds on races 1-6 to six at Randwick, Sandown and Eagle Farm. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back for running second or third on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on tap, download the Tab app. Excludes WA residents. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's on website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1-800-858-858. Ever imagined owning a share in a racehorse? The team at Topline Thoroughbreds and John Sargent Racing can get you there. John is renowned for his success with staying fillies, winning every Group 1 Oaks in Australasia. Ownership opportunities exist in a quality filly by champion sire Ocean Park. In work at John's Randwick Stable and being aimed towards next year's Spring Carnival. Contact John or Tony at Topline Thoroughbreds. Toplinethoroughbreds.com. Topline Thoroughbreds is an authorised representative of Sire Custodians AFSL licence number 223671. Racing HQ. Brought to you by Tab. For racing on Tab, download the new Tab app. And HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help. 1800 858 858. The sun is shining. The waves are crashing and the hooves are thundering in the southeast. It feels like summer is here and with it, the Queensland Summer Racing Carnival. Strap in for nine magical weeks of feature racing with more than $22 million in prize money on offer in the Sunshine State. The $250,000 gateway at Eagle Farm will see the winner book their spot in the 2023 Group 1 Stradbroke Handicap, while the listed Callaway Gal and Phil and Ready Stakes will unveil a number of Magic Millions two-year-old classic hopefuls. It feels like summer again and Queensland is racing. For all the details, visit queenslandsummercarnival.com.au because gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. So, yeah, uh, Michael Maxworthy will be with us just after 9.30 this morning. That's a terrific meeting at Eagle Farm today. It's good fours uh, all around the place at all the venues we spoke to earlier, Randwick, Kembla Grange, Eagle Farm, Sandown in Victoria, and of course Morpherville, they are all good fours around the place. Uh, Sandown, uh, Morpherville, maybe we'll get to a good three. It's going to be, th- uh, what, 35 degrees down there in Adelaide today. Uh, let's speak to a trainer and a stable who are in a bit of form at the moment. Talik Lodge, Adrian Bott is joining us for a chat. Good morning, Adrian. Yeah, good morning, guys. Um, must be happy with the way this team is ticking along at the moment. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, things are things are falling into place at present. A couple of nice uh, progressive types that have found a bit of form, and 
you know, hopefully they can continue to hold that over the summer for us. And it's that time of year, Gay. I'll be doing the studs and looking at all these magic millions, uh, uh, babies, as long as, as well as yourself. Yeah, it's um, yeah, and also getting the getting the magic millions horses themselves ready. Hopefully, a couple of nice uh, two-year-olds can sort of put their hand up and um, get themselves ready for the race. So, I um, mean, interesting time of year producing those young ones. Yeah, uh, you've got one today, the little pumper. He's trialling well. What do you make of him? Yeah, he's he's been pretty professional in in both his trials. Uh, it's been a sort of bit of a, a target race that we've had in mind for him for a while. So he's had a had a good foundation leading in, into this. Um, obviously, just giving away a bit of bit of race experience there, but uh, a lot to like about what he's what he's done in the trials, particularly this one. I thought he was thought he was very good to the line. Uh, just the, the manner in which he sort of relaxed and travelled throughout the race um, showed a good turn of foot. And, you know, I thought he beat home a pretty handle, handy stable mate in that trial. So uh, I think he's a, a, a nice horse for us going forward. Okay. Um, is he Magic Millions qualified or...? Uh, no, he, he, he no. won't be. Um, we, we'll, we'll probably try and keep him around early oh, on. Obviously, I'm, I'm, a silly question, being an English race. Um, Three-pronged attack in the $2 million of the Ingham. The surf dancer, geez, one tough customer. He has been. Um, you know, I haven't found a reason for him to be... Uh, you know, pulling up stumps this campaign just yet. He's he's bounced out of each run. Yeah, he's been very honest in in each occasion. Uh, I've certainly been able to sort of make a make a case and a genuine excuse for for each of his runs. So I feel he's probably been performing better than maybe what the form suggests. Uh, he's probably got a bit of a bit of a tough draw to overcome, and, and hands probably forced to, to to roll forward here, here again. Um, he's got that natural speed to do so, and yeah, obviously very very fit at this point of his campaign. So we'll probably look to stick to that pattern with him. So. If he didn't get the right run, I uh, expect him to be, you know, there, thereabouts once again. Maria Dini, he's found his winning form and uh, at the right time too. Yeah, it's so great to see. Um, you know, he's, he's obviously had some shown good form throughout his career. Um, you know, just hadn't quite hadn't quite got the win for us. So I, I'm hoping he takes a lot of confidence from from that particular win. He's, he's just looked excellent in his in his work, uh, just within himself. He's he's thriving at present. So um, these these are the two races that we had on the radar for him. Uh, so he's had a nice, a nice build-up, and, and the race sets up nicely for him. Um, probably look to ride him in a in, in a similar manner to to what he did at, at Kimberley Grange. That's sort of been the the pattern for him throughout the campaign. It seems to be working well for him. So um, he's he's in great shape, and um, you know can't fault him going into the run. Dajran, he's uh, always promised to get to this level. He's a nice horse. Uh, obviously, dry is the key to him. Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, I thought it was an excellent win there last start, and 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 you quite rightly said we've we've always sort of expected a lot from him, and he certainly promised a lot. So um, yeah, it was good to see him deliver on that on that promise there last start. I thought he was probably the one out of the three going into the race with the most uh, improvement, uh, just you know particularly in his in his fitness there. He, he was um, first up in that race, so he's he's come on nicely for that. Um, obviously got another another tricky draw, but he's. He's down the weights there. Uh, Rachel's had a bit of experience with him with him before, and um, he could be the one with the most upside going going in and, and going forward. So, um, you know, hoping this will tell us a lot more where he may end up in in, in the autumn. But um, you know, certainly hoping to see a, a, a big run from him. Uh, one runner at Sandown, race three, Russian Ronnie was easy work winning at Bendigo last time. Yeah, it was excellent. Um, really, really good win at the at the mile there. So dropping back slightly in trip, but uh, I don't think that'll sort of worry him too much. It was a bit of a bit of a sit and sprint there. He got a nice easy time over the mile, settled it, and just sort of away from him. It was a bit too sharp. So um, I think the fourteen hundred metres is probably actually a, a good trip for him. Uh, but uh, the, the the ratings had came up sort of quite strong in that last start. So 
uh, nice progressive type and uh, looking forward to seeing him step up today I think he can handle that class rise. And taking a well-named, uh, written by Colt, the novelist, to uh, Kembler in race two. He's a Canterbury trial winner. Yeah, he looked very good in that, that trial. Um, pretty pretty natural forward running sort of type. He did everything right and uh, just kept up, a, kept up a good gallop. So uh, looks a nice race for him to kick off. Uh, should... You know, should hopefully sort of bounce, show the good speed, and you know I think he'll take um, plenty of catching. He's been pretty straightforward and been pretty ready made all, all the way through. So uh, looking forward to seeing him make his debut. Lovely, Adrian. Are we going to see Summer Loving at Wyong next Thursday? Wednesday. Yeah, certainly. She she just had a, a nice trial at Canterbury uh, just to keep it ticking over. Um, so she's in she's in good shape. Uh, she'll head to to that race, and, and obviously plan to to be to take her up to the to the Gold Coast early January as well. I know we're the middle of um, December, Adrian, but I suppose you know some of these autumn horses are back in soon. There've been a lot of sales up north. Of, I mean, we know you had that um, that Melbourne Cup horse. You'd be, I'd imagine, building a nice team of. I know you want to win all the the different races, but I'd imagine there's a pretty nice team of staying types in there at the moment. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, some some sort of great diversity in, in amongst them. Um, yeah, even a horse like uh, Who You Mal, um, you know phenomenal form over there in Europe before coming down to, to the Cup and, and things obviously didn't work out in the, in the Melbourne Cup for him but he's he's back in good shape and um, yeah really looking forward to seeing what he can do from you know starting afresh and, and um, yeah I think he can be effective over, over a couple of those sort of um, you know 2,000 metre weight for age races so looking forward to getting him back and obviously a mare like alcohol free coming down over, over the autumn and, and looking forward to the spring with her there's some yeah, some really some quality quality horses coming down. So yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully exciting period. No doubt. Thank you, Adrian. Good, always good to chat. Good luck today. Thanks very much, guys. Adrian, bought there for a chat going. Adrian, um, the team going along well. Roddy, I wanted to talk to you about barriers. Um, uh, not not that uh, the focal point would be on uh, Frumos last week and, and Barrier One and, and whatever else, but. As a as a, as an analyst and a form person, you look at the fields and you look at the fields. I'm sure before barriers come out, barrier one. I mean, I know I know there's races are run differently and that kind of thing. Uh, what I'm getting at maybe running is how much are you put off if you see a horse you like draw barrier one, or is it all dependent on? the race, the distance and the horse and everything. It all revolves around the race and the speed in the race. It's as simple as that. It's, um, each race is a new challenge and I'm a, I'm a fan of speed horses drawn wide. If they're the own, if there's only one or two speed horses in the race, I'd, I'd much prefer them, uh, prefer them draw wide rather because sometimes you've got to bustle them from the inside draw to hold your spot. If you're drawn wide on a speed horse, you can take your time and, and pace yourself a lot better. Uh, so every race is different. You know, we can all, you know, this horse is unlucky every day from different barriers. Uh, so uh, we've got to put up with a Frumos situation. And um, if she draws one next time, I'm not going to penalise her. Paul Snowden is joining us for a chat on Saturday HQ. Good morning to you, Paul. G'day, Rich. How are you, mate? Good, thanks. Firing up for some summer racing. I suppose the, the, the stable would be for most years round and gear, gearing up for some big racing coming up for you guys. Yeah, there's no downtime, mate. Um, just keep kicking over and getting horses ready, obviously for magics, and hopefully have a bit of luck. Well, there's no one better to speak to you about the Ingham horses than you. I know what your favourite would be, but it uh, have to be Lonro because you was riding in work all that time, wasn't you? Yeah, uh, look, um, 
I was there at, at, a, at a time where there were so many good horses, you know, um, you'd, you'd, get, you'd gallop on world, you'd get a Toulon road, get on hard worldly, Freemason, sports and flavours, just to name a few over, they're all special horses. Um, given an arm and a leg to have one of them running around at the moment, but, um, yeah, it was just a really special time um, to have that, that many good horses at, at that stage. It was, um, yeah, it was, it was really, really good. You mentioned them two old horses. Geez, they, they had a good career. They were both about ten year old flavour and sports when they were still winning races. Yeah, and, and competed at every carnival at, at the top level. Um, they, they did tough, tough, tough sprinters that are, that are hard to find. Uh, we'll start from the top. Billion Dollar Baby. Uh, she appears very talented, but appears to have been a bit of a work in progress along the way. And certainly, yeah, you're totally right. But. Um, just added a bit more maturity. She's a little bit older now, um, and uh, I've got to say, her, her mannerisms at home um, are really starting to reflect that. She's relaxing well at home, and she's transferring it in the trials when we kick off on race day. So she's um, she's in pretty good order. She's had two two nice trials uh, now, and she's she's quite well in herself to run well today. Yes, of using these, you, you and Peter have been using these nasal strips. Obviously, you you, you don't mind them. What, what's the story there? Oh, it's just, um, you know, what the football was using for at one stage, so all the rage, weren't they? The similar similar aspect, it just opens up that nasal cavity just that little bit more. Hopefully it's easier to breathe and and, uh, and things like that. So, it's yeah, it's just something that we've just been tinkering away with for, for a few weeks now. Mm. Race 7, Rangers, well, didn't he enjoy himself travelling the country last preparation? he come of age. Yeah. Um, yeah, who would have thought he's, he's a... Thanks for her at six. Um, you know, he was probably too pressured for that. It was, it was, a, it was a threat there to probably, you know, continue his, his racing up Queensland way. He just wasn't up to the, up to the the city sort of mark. He was a he was a provincial horse any day of the week, and um, you know, he's certainly one of them horses that are just the older he's got, more mature he's got, and he's certainly just turned his his form around and turned it around at a good level. Mm. Um, is he get going to get better after a run, or were you expecting a something today yeah he will look he's he's aimed towards the gold coast and um there's no doubt he'll be he'll have another run after today in the lead up to to um to there so um look there's often awkward draw there's certainly that's a little bit difficult for him but um you know last preparation he kicked off i think it was three deep no cover at canberra on on gong day and 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 he um he won well so off the back of one trial was quite soft, but this is a different kettle of fish today. He's certainly meeting a much, much higher class of field. And uh, no, Marty did enough first up. Yeah, slow to begin um, and over-raced a little bit too far back than we would have liked on the day, but she's come through it really well. Um, you know, her clothes and splits were still as good as what anything was in the race, so still think she's going well enough. She just needed to um, hopefully get a little bit of tempo. It'll certainly help her relax and she can finish off. Wetor, one trial. Is he ready for the mile? Yeah, look, he's been in work for a long time. So um, pre the, the eye injury, um, he, he'd had a fair bit of work under his belt and then that hit. Obviously, we at the start, we tried to work through it and it just wasn't going to happen for us. So, um, yeah, everything shut down, but... Um, you know, he, he remained in the stable throughout this whole process. He never had to leave the stable. Everything got done here, and hence the fact of the, the extra care that went into it and hopefully escalated that process, and here we are today. So, um, 
yeah, he had to tick that box, Ronnie, to sort of, uh, you know, allow us to run today. And I think he has. He's a horse that you don't sort of hammer too much at home anyway. He's, he's a bubbly, energetic um, sort of demeanour about him naturally. So he'll parade like that today, and that's his normal normal parade sort of race day. Um, so don't get sort of too turned off by that. Thinking he's a bit too fresh because it's just how he is. But, um, no, I've got to say he's, he's, he's very well as far as his fitness-wise goes. Okay. What's left after today? Is this just a, a run to have to have a break yeah. or do you, yeah, just a break after yeah, today? He will. He'll he'll go out and just have a you know, not because he needs it just to you know, like I said, he hasn't left the stable and I know you these these horses are used to that sort of environment and he, he he's one of those horses but you just like to let him just have a little bit of a head fresher more than anything. So he'll probably go out for ten days after today and then just gets back into step of things for the autumn. <coughs> Godfather at Eagle Farm. Godfather yeah, at Eagle a, Farm. He's a nice horse, mate. Um, done everything right. Obviously, um, just trying to split everything up and trying to qualify for, for the two-year-old race. And, um, you know, I think we've always liked the horse. Um, probably after his work on Tuesday, really confirmed that we were going to go up there. So we're happy with how he is and, and how he worked in the lead-up to today. Off the nice soft draw. You know, it looks like to be a fair bit of speed there. He should just take a nice stalking position. Hopefully, he can he can run well. And you got California Surreal there as well. He's uh, oh, she's found a suitable listed race here. Yeah, look, it's you know, if you could run a run a, a really nice race, um, you know, even even place it would be great on her CV. So I think it's a perfect draw for her. She'll get tempo to suit. It's just a matter if she's good enough. The best at Kembla. Um. Look, there's some nice horses there, a couple resuming. Um, Ivar Cardi, he got up to a mile victory before, he, um, before a spell last preparation. I think he's, he's coming up well, actually. His time is definitely a, a city-class horse. Um, whether or not they're a little bit too sharp over 1,200, I still think he'll run well. And got another first starter there called Home. He's been trialling well. He's, a, he's one of the biggest horses that put a saddle on. He's, he's a... He's a Big horse, but um, still learning. But um, it's nice to see get to the races, put him on the race pressure and see what he can do. Good on you, Paul. No worries. Thanks, Paul. Going. Good luck today, Peter and Paul Snowden. Great chances right across today. Uh, thank you, Roddy. Five to eight. We'll let you go, and we'll um, we'll go through this form after eight o'clock. Thanks, Richard. Ron Duffercy there with those interviews. Big thanks to all who joined us. Just on the text line there, I'll come back to you, Bill. I've just sent um, an Adrian a, te- uh, Adrian a text. Um, uh, Bill has asked about a horse named Just Fine that was out of the Queen's Sale that they purchased over there. How's it going? When will it be racing? I've just I've just sent Adrian a text about a horse named Just Fine. So, Bill, stay with us. And um, Adrian's usually pretty good like that. He'll will, he will come back and let us know a bit more about Just Fine and what the plans are for, for that horse. Rick from Norellan says, Dodge winning the Queensland Derby in an Epsom. Close to his heart. Good horse it was. Dodge, holy roller. Getting a few mentions around the place as well. Let's do scratchings for Ramwick today. The Ingham race day. Razor sharp, the English nursery. What a day of racing coming up. On a good four, penetrometer 5.12. I know how much Munns loves his going stick there at 10 and the shear at 12.9. Let's go to our scratchings. 31 in total um, at the moment. Race one, take out two, Zoom Outcome, four, Prince Nakoni, 10, Iconic Dame, 11, Dreaming for More, 18, Sapito Beauty, and 22, Made a Quid. The Highway Race 1, take out two, four, 10, 11, 
18 and 22. Race two, take out two, Tempanist, 10, Verbeck, 12, Nicochet, and 13, Departing Bullet. Two, 10, 12, and 13 from race two. Race three, scratch one, Rubiquitous, two, Rupertar, seven, Fielding, 10, Electrica, 12, Lord Paramount, and 15, Diamond Dealer. One, two, seven, 10, 12, and 15 from race three. Race five, take out five works and seven Cathay bracelet. Five and seven from race number five. Race four is clear. Race six, take out 10, Sunborn. Race seven is clear. Race eight, scratch the emergencies. 21, Purple Sector. 22, Nugget. 23, Parry Sound. And 24, Cisco Bay. So 21, 22, 23 and 24 out of race eight, the Ingham. Race nine, take out number eight, Navy Cross, and nine, Accession, eight and nine from race nine. And race 10, scratch one, Knight of Power, five, Monty Ditto, 10, Sweet Ruby, 11, I Am Lethal, 15, Bugalugs, and 17, Kobe Rocks. 10th the last at Randwick, take out one, five, nine, 11, 15 and 17. Race 10, number 19, Bluff and Bluster. Tyler Schiller picks up the ride. And we're waiting on a ride there. Race 10, at number 18, Toretto, who Matty Dale gave a nice enough push to earlier. Let's go to Kembla Grange, racing down in the beautiful Illawarra today. And there are nine races to, uh, at Kembla. Tracks are good for the rails out three metres for the entire. And out of the nine races, there are 25 scratchings. Race one, take out one, Australian Citizen. Two, the Carpet Bagger. And three, the Seeker. One, two, three from race one. Race two is clear. Race three, take out five, Tai Lung. Race three, number five. Race four, take out two, Mr. Rocket. Four, Sing a Love Song. And nine, Jasandi. Two, four, and nine from race four. Race five, out comes number four, Nicochet. Six, Bionic. And number nine, Departing Bullet. Four, six, and nine from race five. Race six, take out 11, Country Girl, and seven, Diani, 11 and 12 from race six. Race seven, take out seven, Alfano, eight, Lady, per uh, Lady Percival's, and 13, Not That Easy, seven, eight, and 13 from race seven. Race eight, take out one, La Sante, six, Test the Waters, eight, Hide Your Heart, 10, Mentalism, 12, Enzina, and 13, Patrika Mist, one, six, eight, 10, 12, and 13 from race eight. And race nine, Kembla, take out two, Retiro, four, Captain George, 10, Alicio, and 12, Deep Opinions. So two, four... 10 and 12. Race 8, number 14, Weekend Affair. Ellen Hennessy picks up the ride. Let's go to Sandown in Melbourne and uh, take a look at uh, racing here. Nine races, good four. Railed through the entire for Sandown today. 10 scratchings. Race 1, take out 6, Lady in Pink. Race 1, number 6. Race 2, take out 1, Sula Nuage. Race 2, number 1. Race 3, take out 4, She Dances. Eight, one out, and ten, silent scream. Four, eight, 
and 10 from race three. Races four, five, six, seven, and eight are clear. Race nine, scratch one, blood oath. Seven, Miss Un- uh, Never Standing Still. 12, Kev's Girl. 17, Capital Theatre. And 18, Philosopher. One, seven, 12, 17, and 18 from the last there uh, out of Sandown today. Uh, we will take a look at. Uh, Eagle Farm, not uh, totally finalised for scratchings there yet, but we'll bring you what we do have there. Good four, rail out one metre the entire nine races there. It's a great program at Eagle Farm. Those two-year-olds are so important. The gateway's a beauty. 11 races there, Eagle Farm today. Race one, take out nine, Wilmot Pass. Race one, number nine. Race two, scratch seven, Freedom Rally. And 11, Whistling Spirit. Seven and 11 from race number two. Race three, Scratch seven, Sovereign front, uh, sovereign Fund. That's race three, number seven. Race four, take out number seven, Girls in Pearls, and 11, Hinata. Seven and 11 out of race four. Races five and six are clear. Race seven, take out 12, Glorious Ruby. Race seven, number 12. Race eight, scratch seven, Veta Velocita. Race eight, number seven. And race nine, scratch one, Snow Zone. Ten, Kingston's here. And 11, Miss Divine M. One, ten, and 11 from race number nine there at Eagle Farm. Scratching's finalised there in around half an hour's time. And we can go to Adelaide today. They are racing at Morpherville. Nine races on a good four. Penetrometer is 5.28 for Morpherville today. And there are 14 scratchings. Race one, take out number three, Gumaracha Cracker. Race one, number three. Races two, three, and four are clear. Race five, take out 13, Strip Club. Race five, number 13. Race six uh, is clear. Race seven, take out four, Stabler. Eight, Quayati, Nine, Old Time Rock. Eleven, Grand Host. And 17, Maiden Grace. Four, eight, nine, 11 and 17 from race seven. Race eight, take out one free of debt and 15, Karakasu. One and 15 from race eight. Race nine, Morpheville, take out six, Divine. Six, Miss Langtree. 11, Scenic Host. Uh, 15, Last Girl Love. And 16, Tavacat, 6, 9, 11, 15 and 16 from the ninth and last. Is that two all? Netherlands, Argentina? Wow. I know a racing channel, but a few World Cup followers there as well. Um, thank you, Adrian. Um, that horse that our listener wanted to know a bit about, just fine. See the Stars Gelding, purchased off the King at the Tats horse sales and training this year. Uh, trained by Sue Michael Stout originally, uh, believe it was the, the King's first winner after taking over the horse. Doing some quarantine in Australia. May see at the back end of the autumn. Horse name just fine. Thank you, buddy. And hopefully, Bill, that answers your question. Four minutes past eight. Break on Racing HQ Saturday. On the other side, Glenn Munsey is joined by Brad Gray and also Ron Duffersey. And we'll have the Sydney form, the Ingham form here shortly on Racing HQ Saturday. 
Milano, if you were Santa, which I'm not, and you have great wisdom, which I do, what Christmas gift would you put in your sack this year? How about a coffee maker, wireless headphones, a Fitbit watch, a supersonic hairdryer, retro toaster, and an electric bike? You're going to need a bigger sack. There's hundreds more. And where would you find all these gifts? At Bing Lee. Check out our Bing Lee Christmas gift guide. Now available in store and online. Bing Lee, better living every day. At Drummond Golf, we understand your passion. Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do. Yeah, it's come off the face really well. Someone who knows where you play and what you need. Oh, yeah. Looking good. With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge. Right. Now let's try that putter with this grip. So if you want to improve your game, see your local expert at Drummond Golf. Light up this Christmas at Canterbury Park. Enjoy night racing, pop-up food markets and bars, plus festive activities and a visit from Santa for the kids. Entry is free. Kia Friday Night Racing Christmas Night, December 16. Foreign-owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for Fair Play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details. Authorised by Aussie Fair Play Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne. Ford dealer last week. They had plenty of the XL, the XLS, and thanks, mate. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Get into your Ford dealership quick, and get into a next-gen Ranger quicker with XL and XLS in stock right now. I'll take the blue one, please. T's and C's apply. See Ford.com.au for details. Racing HQ, brought to you by Tab. For racing on Tab, download the new Tab app. And HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. Six past eight, Racing HQ Saturday. Great to have you with us wherever you are watching or listening. Sky Thoroughbred Central, Sky Racing 1. Download the Tab app. You might just be on the radio. Good to have your company. It's uh, almost time to talk all things this program at Ramwick today. If you haven't been to the races for a while, get out there and enjoy a day at the sports. It, um, it doesn't stop for the stewards panel. Steve Ralton, uh, chairman of stewards here in New South Wales, is uh, with us for a chat. G'day, Steve. Hello, Richard. How are you? Very well. Never, never a dull moment. Just another lazy $2 million race to be decided today. Yeah, it's a, another good program to look forward to. What have you seen out of recent reports to let the listeners know about? Um, race 3, number 16, Iona Merck. <clears throat> was a fast closing second at its last start at Warwick Farm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, we did speak to Rachel King and the horse just got into a bit of an awkward position rounding the turn and lost its position and she put that down to the horse's lack of race experience and, and the horse did close off well once it found clear running, so that was quite notable. Um, in race four, number 10, Rondino, uh, had a checkered run in the straight last start and ran fifth beat in one and a half lengths and uh, uh, at various times just had uh, difficulty getting clear running and couldn't be tested over the final 75 metres, so um, it, they could make an argument it should have finished closer. And just one, 11-11, uh, race seven, number one, at his last start, Tommy Berry parted company with the horse at the 75, felt he was concerned the horse had gone amiss, but um, the horse was thoroughly checked after. It was found to have mild heat stress that day, and that may explain it. It's it's since passed all of its uh, best, 
best uh, the tests required by the stewards and trialled satisfactorily on the uh, 29th of, of November at Canterbury. Good on you, Steve. We appreciate the report and we'll see you at the races soon. For sure. Good man. There he is, uh, Steve Rayland, Chairman of Stewards, uh, with some horses out of uh, various reports. Let's dive into the form here. Eight minutes past eight. Uh, Ron, welcome back. Uh, fields hold up nicely. Great, uh, a great summer meeting to get stuck into here. Yep, because it's exciting meeting. There's depth in the races and the differing opinions. Uh, looking forward to the chat this morning. Brad Gray's with us as always on a Saturday morning. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, guys. Back at HQ today, back at Randwick Rail in the True, and just to echo Duff's thoughts there, it is a fantastic punning card. You've got Fasil and Nugget as your shorties, but looking across the card elsewhere, uh, pretty much $4 the field, isn't it? And a $7 favourite in the Ingham, so that is a race in particular uh, where there's going to be plenty of different opinions, but you've also got the Razor Sharp, the Inglis Nursery, and doesn't the Nursery have a bit of a history? I was looking through the winners this morning. Wild Ruler, She Will Rain, Extreme Choice, Moss Fun, Chance Buy, so it's one of those sneaky two-yard races that just has a habit of throwing up a, a very handy juvenile. I'm tipping the punters would like to get involved here. We can find out from this man, Glenn Munsey. Morning, Muns. Yes, good morning, Richard. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning, Brad, and good morning to the listeners. Yeah, cracker of a day and a great day's racing. Uh, First day back uh, after the Renaults at Randwick. Some a very, very interesting vision of uh, how the track transforms when they give it a, a haircut like mine. And uh, then it just bounces back. And uh, Mike Woods said, what was it, 750 tonnes of sand going into Randwick today. So we're on a good four and a panel improved over the last two days. 5.21, 5.19, 5.12, which if you looked at normal days, you'd say, oh, geez, this track's got a bit of give in it, but it, it, this track hasn't consolidated from, from the renovation, so it, it's just not as compact as it normally is, and that's why you get a higher than normal Penno reading. Uh, how do we go with the questions, Rich, to uh, work out all the Ingham colours? Well, I, I think um, I think Ron got us off to a good start with the original uh, what, the brown, colours? The brown with the yellow V or the brown with the yellow hoops? Uh, brown, yellow hoops, brown sleeves and cap. Yeah, so brown with the yellow V is another one. Mm. Yeah, well, black with the yellow sash, I think, is one of them. Yep, black yeah. with a white star and cap. Yeah, black with a white star, Cerise cap. Uh, Cerise, Cerise with a black cap, Cerise with a black star, I think, is one of them. Because uh, there was a golden slipper that they all got a fair workout at one point. There was one well, of had four or five in that in that particular slipper, I can't remember. Yeah, they might have been strategics here, even. Yeah, yeah, their best winner to us was Crawl 2001 Stratty. was one of the first futures markets we ever did at the tab. And Crawl had, uh, had his uh, head st stepped on from the day the market went up. Uh, was an absolute skinner in one of the first futures. And they said, oh, how good's this you're doing here? You know, is this what you do? You put these markets up and no one backs these horses. That's not too bad. Yeah, he beat his stable mate higher in a photo in the Stratty of 2001. Oh, I loved higher. Mm. He was... Uh, yeah, I loved higher too. He was... Uh, he was he, I don't think he won a group one, Ronnie. I think he won about three or four group twos. He was a good horse. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I can tell you some stories about higher. I, I was managing Larry Cassie at the time, and he's been riding Sunline. I said, it got to the stage where higher it was higher, or it was Sunline. I said, oh God, what are you going to do here? Um, we don't want to upset your bread and butter when you're riding for the Inghams. And uh, he ended up riding higher, and I think it ran third or something. And and then the rest is history. Greg Stoke, Charles stayed on Sunline, and, but Larry kept his job with uh, Inghams for a while. Yeah, to uh, compromise with two, uh, two amazing horses. That's uh, anyway, yeah, great, um, 
Great times, great animals. Let's go into our preview here and try and find these 10 winners at Randwick today. Let's get going. We start with the Arrowfield Stud Highway. 20 minutes past midday for the first race today, Munns. And we'll have a set, uh, set weight class three over the flying thousand metres. Yeah, let's go here. Salire is our toppy and it is a $4.40 chance. Zoom outcome is a scratching. Two cents a win and nothing the place. Limited reality at $31. Uh, Prince Nakoni is out. Two cents a win and one cent the place. Extra flash at $10. It's just strolling at $26. Pretty woman with the winkers on and welcome to the highways without being an emergency, Matty Dale. Uh, it is pretty woman, a $9 chance. Proverbials at 19 The storm in me at $41. Ironic dame is out, no deduction. Dreaming for more, out, no deduction. London gal at 23 Diamonds galore at 51 Little profit is a $26 chance. I'm not Slew at $9.50. Miss Arizona has the pads on the hind. Earmuffs will be pre-race only. And the brow band comes off. And it is a $41 chance. Penthouse, another Matty Dale runner here. $4.60. Sapito Beauty, uh, I think we'll wait a couple of weeks for it to reappear. It's out. Six cents a win and eight cents a place. Clifton Springs at 16 Dematas at $9.50. Tai Lung, Scratcher and Kembla uh, runs here, $26, and made a quid is out, no deduction. Uh, most popular runner here in the highway today is Penthouse, and even this morning, $4.80 out to $5, back into $4.60, has 40% more than the top he has on it, Salire, who's our favourite at $4.40 unchanged. Third pick would be I'm Not Slew, basically remains as a $9.50 chance since Wednesday. Next pick is Extra Flash, who's out of twist today, $9.50 to $10, and then Little between Pretty Woman and London Gal, who went up as much as $41, has been as short as 21, is now 23. Uh, Brad, when uh, we spoke to Matty Dale earlier, I think you said the barrier for Penthouse, awkward, may have been the word. Yeah, I think that's a fair shout. She's going to do a little bit of work to get across. But 1,000-metre highway, you'd probably expect a little bit more speed on paper. That's not to say it won't still be truly run, but I don't think it's going to be quite as helter-skelter as we've seen in the past over the short distances uh, with these highways. I'm not slow. Punches up. You've got Penthouse, as you say, carving across. I think she probably parks outside the lead. Clifton Springs won't be far away. And then you're looking at the likes of Extra Flash just strolling, parking up in behind. And I would expect Pretty Woman to slide across and look for a bit of cover on speed here too, Doug. Yep, I agree with all that. Um, look, I think he's a fair enough price here. I'm not slew. His dry track form's great. He's got the claim. He's got an inside draw, and he's got an on-pace racing style. So, a lot to like about him. Salire, if it falls into place, he's got three kilos more now, but uh, he was just so dominant, you know, winning at this track and distance last start on that good three. And then the stablemate's Penthouse. Well, she could easily blow them away. Um, she was on that heavy track at... Uh, uh, Ballarat and was good um, and that, that run last preparation in that stakes race behind In Secret, that stands out as a form line here and she'll go much better for a pretty woman, I've got no doubt about that. 15-1 17-7 Yep, I'm with I'm Not Slew as well. We're going to spear forward, catch me if you can. I think it's a, a nice setup for this galloper. We know it's got a stack of speed and uh, a four-year-old mare with the Scotty Singleton stable and that dry track is key to her chances and she gets that today. I'm taking a, a bit of a reference through that form line because I like extra flash as well. He's going to get the run of the race. He's just going to stalk the speed. He's going to get uh, last crack peel off maybe I'm Not Slew's back and get his chance in the straight. That wasn't the same case 
two weeks ago where he travelled wide and deep and he only went down half a length. So he went down fighting at 17 at Penthouse. Uh, maybe she's a little bit too good for these. There's some depth to her form line. So yeah, we don't really know where she stacks up, but she was fantastic at Ballarat there first up in the Magic Millions Classic. And she's got that form obviously through in secret there in the Woodlands from Scone and one Salira. He's going to need things fall his way just as he did there last time out. That said, uh, he almost was a horror story, wasn't he? And, he? and he produced an amazing turn of foot to get there. So he's going to be out the back and hopefully these leaders overdo it for his sake. 15, 5, 17 and 1. Darren Flindell calling all the action today. Be with us um, after 10 o'clock for Behind the Gates as well. Will Darren is with number 5, Extra Flash. Uh, number 5 to be 1, Salia. 15, I'm Not Slew. And 7, Pretty Woman. 5, 1, 15, 7 for Darren in race number 1. Race 2 we go to now, Munns. This is the Boggit Bird. Bob Ingham, AO Midway, benchmark 72 at the mile. Yeah, and uh, we start with Exilatus here, who's a $3.20 chance, and that price makes it favourite. Timfinist is out, $0.08 cents a win and $0.09 cents a place. Floating at $3.60. King Rattel, with the blinkers on today, or going back on, is a $5 chance. Olympic Gaze, with the blinkers on, at $23. Ripped, a $23 chance. Media, uh, Mediaro, a stablemate uh, here to uh, floating, is... At $9. Prince Aurelius is an $11 chance. Dragon Dream at 19 Verbeck is out. Six cents a win at six cents a place. Mars, a $34 chance. Nicochet is out. Ran last night. One cent the win and nothing the place. Departing Bullet is out. No deduction. And Ivor Sun is a $23 pop. Well, the battle here is the three favourites. And the most popular of those is Exilatus, who's $3.20 unchanged this morning and most popular runner this morning by $11. Second pick is King Rattel. Now, he was $4.80 earlier today. Goes back out to 5 after as much as $12 was bet about it on Wednesday. And third pick is Floating, who's $3.90 into $3.60 today with only $11 less invested on it than what Exilatus has today uh, but significantly less than Exilatus overall and the rest of them are very, very, very long way away from them. Brad, I'm a bit of a fan of this floating, I suppose, as you see most of them as your turns for home here. Yes, <clears throat> he will, Hainsey, and it's a little query in terms of the speed in this race, particularly after we've lost departing bullet. So he's going to need to be on his game and produce a, a wicked turn of foot, as we saw in a midway a couple of starts ago. So if he bounces back to that form, hard enough to beat, but I don't think he's going to get the ideal setup because you've got Prince Aurelius, who, dare I suggest, looks to get complete control in front. The map horse in the race is Exilatus. That's why he's so popular. He just jumps straight on the back of Prince Aurelius and Dragon Dream is the only other one you can really throw into the mix and he's a horse that's coming back from 24 and 2100 metre races stuff. Uh, yep, um, I think you hit the nail on the head. The map horse is Exilatus and the timing is perfect. Fourth up at a mile uh, at home uh, from an inside draw and probably on the back of maybe a horse like uh, uh, Prince Aurelius. So I think he'll be very hard to beat. I think uh, the dangers are King Rattel. He he's been he was very good late in a much tougher race last time after a good first up run at Ramwick. He seems all his Ramwick runs are very good, so I think he races well here. Um, he's right in it, floating. He was brilliant at this, at this level at Newcastle, and I think we can be a little forgiving last start. And best of the rest is this leader, Prince Aurelius, who if he relaxes up front, he's going to give a good kick and run a run a cheeky race. One four three eight. 
Yep, I'm with him as well, Exolatus. The price is long gone, but I think he deserves to be favourite given the setup. One, three, eight, and four. You look at the three barriers he's drawn in his three runs back this time in 10, 15, and 14. Finally draws a marvel here. Brenton Abdullah will use that, just punch up in behind the speed, and he gets every possible chance. I do like the progression out to 1600 metres. He was just back slightly in trip there last time, and I think that probably told at the finish with a steer just getting the better of him. Three, floating. He's going to need a few things fall into place here, but there's no doubt in the world he's a, a talented galloper and a reproduces what he did in Highway Company two starts ago. He's going to be hard enough to hold out. At the opposite end, he's going to be Prince Aurelius. Catch me if you can. He gets the ideal setup to run up to his best, a dry track, 1,600 metres, and in a race he can control. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him fighting at the finish at double figure odds. And four, King Rattel. Gets the blinkers on here. I love the pairing with Nashua Willer. Doesn't look the most straightforward horse to ride. He takes a little while to click through his gear, so he does pair well with Nash. One, three, eight, and four. Darren Flindell's numbers here for the Bob Ingham AO Midway, uh, race number two on the day. And uh, Darren goes the way of one Exilatus, his best bet on the program, to beat three floating for King Rattel and nine Dragon Dream. One, three, four, and nine for Darren in race two. Race three is the Jack Ingham AO Handicap. Uh, Munns a benchmark 72 at the 1100 metres. Yeah, we start with some scratchings here uh, in uh, Rubiquitous and... Uh why haven't I written that down? Sorry about that. Uh, I'll get them now. Uh, Rubiquitous is out in the deductions there. Five cents a win and six cents a place. Rubitar is out. Nine cents a win and ten cents a place. So Sacrimony is our first runner at $4.40. And that now could make it favourite. In fact, it is. $4.40 favourite. Billionaire Baby, who will be carrying the Ingham colours today. Of course, it's owned by Greg Ingham. Uh, with a nasal strip on, and it's at $7.50. Via Nello at $10. Mabel is a $15 chance. Fielding is out. The deduction there, three cents a win and three cents the place. Next runner is Waddy Goes and it is a $10 chance. And again, with the visor off and it is a $21. Alette Electrica, uh, who ran last night, is out three cents a win and three cents a place. Tidal Impact is at $15. Lord Paramount is out, ran last night, two cents a win and nothing to place. Preemptory at $23. Operative, $4.60. Diamond Dealer outruns at Kembla, two cents a win and nothing to place. And I own a Merc, named after Ronnie, at $4.80. Uh, most popular runner here, we've got to look right down to the bottom. Uh, runners and Operative. The most popular runner here over Iona Merck, and it's 5 to 480 this morning. Iona Merck, and third pick is Sacrimony. So the three favourites are the top three picks. How's the speed shape up, Brad? Yeah, well, I imagine the reason for that support, Hainsey, uh, Iona Merck, is that all of a sudden the barrier doesn't look quite as frightful, given we've lost a fair few speed horses. So I think you can downgrade this race from maybe being fast run to moderately run. I've got title impact punching up, holding the front. Iona Merck, I think, now slides across, sits outside the lead. Operative, uh, he's a pretty fast horse, albeit coming back to 1,100 metres. He'll take advantage of the low draw here to park up in behind the speed again. And maybe Billion Dollar Baby uh, can find us a one-out, one-back. Yeah, I'm quite keen on him. I know he's eligible for easier races, Iana Merck, but I love what I've seen from him. Um, I could make a case he could be unbeaten. Uh, hopefully he's learnt from a, a couple of experiences now. And I, 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 Look, I don't mind the draw now. Like, like Brad said, I think he can stride across here and get into his rhythm 
and get a bit of confidence. Uh, yep, I think he can win. I think the dangers are uh, Sacrimony. He's probably a little bit disadvantaged with a little speed coming out of this race now. Uh, but he still was excellent there first up in a very fast race uh, behind Quick Tempo. Um, there seems to be a lot of stable confidence about this billion-dollar baby. She might be the saver in the race, actually. Um, she's looked very good at her trials, and she's always been work in progress, you know, doing a few little things wrong, and I think she's had a few issues. And... Um, yeah, I, I think she's ready to go here today. And best of the rest is 14 operative, who's done a good job winning two straight. 16, 3, 4, 14. Yeah, with that horse, 14 operative, he's kind of no fuss, just slips under the radar, keeps getting the job done, and maybe does exactly that again today. Um, I guess the argument is that, yeah, well, he's had the run of the race in his two wins today, but you look at this map, and he's going to find himself in an identical spot. And if he can cope with just the drop back from 1,200 to 1,100 metres, he's got to be somewhere in the finish. There's some depth to that form line. Uh, he beat Felix Majestic, who came out and smashed the clock subsequently. So he's hard enough to beat. $4 billion baby. I'm terrified of her as well here, Duff. Oh, I love the way that she trialled this time back. And it sounds funny to say that a man that's won three from six roundly just scraping the surface as far as what she's capable of doing. But there's every chance that she goes to another level again this time back. 16, Iona Merck. He's the horse that I've had to promote uh, looking at the map now. He just rolls across, parks outside the lead, no weight on his back and had that hard luck story to tell last time out. And Sacrimony, he'll be flooding home at the finish. Whether he's looking for a little bit further now than the 1,100 metres, he, of course, was quite good over 1,000 metres first up, but I'm just wondering if that just takes the edge off him. Still, he'll be doing his best work through the line. 14, 4, 6 and 3. Uh, the Jack Ingham, uh, Darren's numbers here for race three at Ramwick today. And he's with number 16, Iona Merck, to beat six Maybell, four Billion Dollar Baby and three Sacrimony. 16, six, four and three, Darren's numbers for race three. Race four is the Max Brenner Christmas Cup. Listed race over the 2,400 metres here. Munz, you'd be a, a Max Brenner fan, wouldn't you, Munz? I don't know. Who's Max Brenner? Makes pretty good chocolate, I believe. No. Milkshakes, no. everything to do, everything no. chocolate-wise, I think, is no. Max. Temple, Temple me, Richard. If you made Pepsi Max or Peroni, I'd probably know him. It's, it's, got, it's, got, your, it's got your hairstyle, that's not interesting. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, uh, let's have a look at Max's race anyway. Good on you, mate. Um, Dr. Drill uh, looking to break back into the winner's stool. Uh, Glue-on shoes on the front and synthetic hoof filler on the off-hind. So he's got uh, some... Tootie troubles, you'd have to think, Dr. Drill. Uh, he's a $5 chance here. That makes him second pick in the race. Warning is at $9.50. Torrens with the winkers on at $41. Bonnie Ezra is a $7 chance. Regal Lion at $6. Gin Martini back from Melbourne. Fassage at $5.50. Pale King at $14. McGeehan off the midweek win at $21. Criminal Code at $21. Rondino at $4.80. And Cos Luca is a $61 chance. Not the busiest betting race of the day, but the most popular runner is Rondino. He went up 450 all in, 460 final field, got to as much as 550, was five yesterday, back into 480 this morning. Uh, second pick would be Dr. Drill, who's just out of roll this morning. $4.80 out to $5. Third pick, little between Bonnie Ezra and Regal Lion, and they've pushed Regal Lion out a half point this morning. Um, Brad, nice to see McGee in here. What did what did Martha say when he won the other day? They've won this race six or seven times. Yeah, think, what's uh, something like that? Some what's Paul's had a crazy good record in this race. Yeah, he does. And why not have a throw of the stumps? He was scratched from Wednesday for this. So, yeah, why not? Why not? He's going to find himself on top of the speed, I imagine. Here, and there's going to be a few 
different interpretations of how they might settle in this race. I've got warning leading, uh, being given a dig by Nash in the early stages, a horse that kind of grinds away on top of the speed. Pale King won't be far away. Gin Martini won't be far away. I think McGeehan comes across and might sit outside the lead. And then you've got Torrens. It's the one that I've got a query over because he can settle back, he can settle forwards. So I don't really know where he's going to find himself in the run here, Doc. Yeah, he's the one I've got a query on as well. Last time he led to this distance, he won. Um, and warning is a horse that could find him he, he just takes him 200 300 meters to find any speed at all mm. so that inside draw might be no good for him to race on the speed uh, but i'm sure he'll come out aggressive anyway nash a competitive race um do, do you think there's six chances in a race like this um i'm, look, I'm left with regal line uh, he, he got under their guard once he found that soft uh, that dry track at Sandown second up at 30 to 1 which he should, never should have been after failing on the heavy and and then he back on a good track last time he was an eye catcher so I just feel that's the key to him and he's, the timing's right for him to hit a mile and a half so I'm with Regal Lyon I think Dr Drill he just wasn't right in the little dance but he bounced back with a better run there third up last time and he gets to 2400 metres now where he's got a solid looking record Bonnie Ezra Another one, timing's right, fourth up off a win and come up well and Gin Martini will just keep slogging away there and back from two mile. I can make a case for warning. I'm on the wrong side of Rondino, but he's got a very good chance as well. It's one of those races, an opinion race, but five, one, four and six. Yeah, Rondino for me. I'm going to throw the, the red and yellow tie on today with Hickey and cheer home Rondino. So I was with him last up. Bit of a hard luck story. Uh, would he have won? Maybe not. But I do like the set up, set up getting back out to 2,400 metres. And I think this is a race that Greg has had circled for a while, just getting back out to the, to the mile and a half. So he's going to see most of these turning for home, but maybe that's not a bad thing with him. He's a type of horse that likes a bit of clear air. And if he's got a, a bum to follow at the right point in the race there, we'll leave that to Tyler Schiller. I think he's going to be very hard to hold out. We know he's got a, a turn of foot to make up a couple of lengths in the straight. One Dr. Drill, a long time out of the winner's stall, 33, 133 weeks, but he continues to, to race well, continues to tease. He's going to just lob into a lovely position here with Brenton Abdullah doing the steering, do no work from the gate, and he'll get his chance to break that drought. For Bonnie Ezra, we're not getting $41 anymore, but I imagine that was just the, the bonus on the way through. He's even better suited out to 2,400 metres, and two warning, uh, when he pairs with Nash, they inevitably run well. Uh, they've combined three times in the past for two victories, 10-1, 4-2. and two. Hey, uh, looking at the numbers here for Darren in the staying race on the day of the Christmas Cup. And uh, Darren at Flindell is with number seven, Pale King. Nice odds here to beat 10, Rondino, four, Bonnie Ezra, and six, Gin Martini. Seven, ten, four, and six for Darren in race four. Race five, $500,000 up for grabs here. This is the English Nursery, restricted listed at the 1,000 metres, facile months. Yeah, wow, what about it? Uh, into 165, now at the 170. So let's start at the top. It's always the best way to do it. Uh, Alpha Vita here for Angelo Vasili is $151 chance. I tell you what, his two trials not too bad. Yeah. Uh, Bold Julius is a $17 chance. He had blinkers on in his first trial and no blinkers the second trial. Uh, Bold Julius at $17. Disneck Rick's in again today at $7. The Little Pumper is a $9 chance. Works is out. It's in in Brisbane. No deduction. Blanc de Blanc at $5.50. Cathay Bracelet is out. I think it's in a Kembla. No deduction. Facile. Odds on. $1.70. Historia Girl at $251. Line of Law 
Ore at $34. Mercury Rose at $71. Saltair at $26. And Tango Fever at $26. Uh, I wouldn't say it's complete one-way traffic, but it's pretty close to it. It's uh, about 65% of the money here for Sile. 260 in the all-in. Went up 260 on Wednesday, 220 Thursday, two dollars yesterday. Was into 165 by yesterday afternoon. Opened 165 this morning, out to 170. Has well, what seven times the amount of money on its nearest rival, which is Disneck. Third pick would be. Bold Julius, who's 23 into 17 this morning after we gave as much as $61 about it. And fourth pick would be Saltair. Um, facile here, Brad, I suppose. Looks, looks pretty natural. She'll be up there somewhere. She does. So it all comes down to how well these two-year-olds jump. But I imagine if she pings out like she has in the trials and musters enough speed to cross, Brent's no dollar won't disappoint her. Uh, he'll just let her roll to the front. So Line of Law did lead over 900 metres on debut in the Max Lee's Classic hat and has drawn underneath for seal, so won't be far away. The little pumper, uh, yes, trained by Gabe Waters, Adrian Bott, but I've got him more as a style of horse that's probably going to take a sip. Astoria Girl, I thought, showed good toe in her trials. She won't be far away, and then I guess they've got a decision to make uh, with Blanc de Blanc from that wider draw here, Duff. Uh, yep, and um, <clears throat> I just think um, Fasil has is, is got a, probably got an issue crossing line of law, I think. Um, with Disneck in the race, there'll be one up front and one out the back. So I, I think Fasil probably might, if if Line of Law comes out aggressive, I think he might just pop up outside there, Avdullah. Wow, you're telling me there's not much money for her. And, you know, I'm, I think I've made her the bit of the day when she was 260 and uh, I, $1.7. I think she'll win, but um, I've got an even money limit on her. I uh, just love what I've seen. She's run time. She's had the away trials. She appears a natural and has to be hard to beat on what we've seen. Um, in those two trials. I think uh, Disneck, with race experience, he's going to be the one, if, the, if it's you know, down the outside today, it's certainly going to be like last time. He's going to be hard to hold out. Yeah, likeable, a little pumper. And no knock from Adrian this morning. He, he likes the horse, so he's got to be right amongst the thicker things and blank to blank, which is with the, uh, just with the SP profile of last start, Laurie McDonald for one ride at Newcastle. Must be a, a big boom on this I Invincible cult. Or Philly she is. And I agree with Glenn. I, I've seen worse 150 to 1 chances than Alpha Vita. Uh, hit the line very nicely in a couple of trials and she's one of these Morrises that um, might be an improver. 8, 3, 4 and 6. Yep, I'm with her as well, like the rest of the country it seems. 8, 4, 12 and 6. Nobody missed her trials. She did everything right there. She ran time and you take a line through her latest trial there and she beat the gym crack winner there in Platinum Jubilee under a little bit of pressure uh, and there was three lengths between them. So, yeah, the market hasn't missed her due to the nature of her trials but she's clearly the horse to beat. For the little pumper now... I think he's a horse that's going to be strong through the line, which I do like here, over a 1,000 metres. When a few of these maybe are just gassing that last little bit, he's going to be strong, he's going to be surging. We know the stable are in terrific form. 12, Saltaire. The reason I've got Saltaire ahead of Blanc de Blanc is just the price basis and, and where she's going to find herself in the run. Can you make a case that one deserves to be $26 and one deserves to be $5.50? I say no, uh, and I think she runs well here. So Blanc de Blanc, no not there, as Duff mentioned. Uh, you don't see too many two-year-olds go around $1.12 on debut, so there's obviously a a bit of a wrap around for, for this galloper. 8, 4, 12 and 6.
22-year-olds here in the English nursery and uh, Darren will call these youngsters home and he is tipping number eight, Facile, to beat six, Blanc de Blanc, three, Disneck and ten, Line of Law, eight, six, three and ten for Darren in the English nursery. On to race six we go, uh, Munns. The Phillies and Mares get their chance here in the West Group MacArthur Handicap, race six, the benchmark, 88, 1,200 metres. Yes, and if you'd like to back Facile in the slipper, please do so. Uh, it is a $17 chance with Tab. Uh, 26.21 yesterday into $17 today. So uh, that's your, your slipper update there. And if it uh, wins today, no doubt we'll get carved up in the slipper. Uh, righto, let's go to race number six now where our first runner is Brooke Spire. And it is, if I click on the right race, it'd be handy, at $5 chance. Barossa Rosa comes back from a tie-back operation. It's a $12 chance. Queen Bellissimo is at $7. Authentic Jewel with the synthetical filler on the front. $3.80, that price makes it favourite. Nikki's Flings back at the races today for Purse and the Gold Edge team. It's a $13 chance. Twice as special at 23 Kerr Royale with a cross noseband on, trying to get it to settle, is a... Uh, $4 chance. Per in a way. Uh, now, Dylan Gibbons, no claim here. He's riding at 53.5 today. It's a $7 chance. Moshed up for Beaver at $31. And Sunborn is out $0.05 cents a win and $0.05 cents a place. Most popular runner here is Brooks Spire, uh, the toppy. Uh, it has uh, double the investment on Authentic Jewel. Third pick would be Kerr Royale and then back to Barossa Rosa. How does your map look, Brad? Here, race six. Authentic Jewel leads. You've got the stalemate Queen Bellissimo probably outside, moshed up. Uh, just trails the speed here and Kerr Royale, not sure what they do with her first dump. Do they drag back and just let her find her feet and hit the line or do they try and take that position one out one back which looks to be available to Yeah, well that's up to Kerr Royale because I don't like the way she's uh, been keen in, in the, especially the first trial and the crossover noseband suggests that they're trying to slow her down and working first up is not the, not the norm for the stable. Mm. So I could easily make a case, yep, stride across our, our outside uh, authentic jewel, but then you might be caught in a squeeze box with her stable mate, Queen Bellissimo, holding her out three deep. Uh, so there's lots of ways to look at the angle of the speed map here. Um, look, there's probably lots of negatives with Brookspire as far as the weight. Um, when you delve right into a form, she might be better on a little bit wetter, uh, softer track, even though she's won on a good track, but she has got me in with her trials. I think she's come back really well. Didn't really... They put, put her straight away when she pulled up lame there at Scone. And you just go back to some of that form, you know, the expat form. You know, she started $1.30 in, in a bell of the turf. Uh, where expat beat her that day. And then she's got former in the Magic Millions and uh, Phillies and Mares race beyond Snap Dancer. We know what she's done since. That has got to be five lengths better form than this field. So I'll gamble on that, even though she she might be coming here a run short and headed for the Mag Magic Millions again, as will Kerr Royale. So there's evidence to say that they're both here as a start-off race, but I just think she could be, could be too good for them. One on top. Authentic Jewel is going to look the winner for a long way. Barossa Rose is very dangerous. Uh, she looks trained up first up, and there's plenty of intent there. And I think she's had a throat operation this preparation, so hopefully breathing better. And Kerr Royale, yeah, look, if she executes well, she's got a terrific hope. Uh, but uh, just that little question mark where she fits in. One, four, two, and seven.
Yeah, I've gone with the setup horse here. Just flip around those top two, three, one, six, and two. Authentic jewel. I think a lot of people are going to look at this race and say, "Well, is she going to run out a strong 1200 beta? She hasn't had too many chances to do that. We've only set it once over the journey in the past, and that was in the listed Gosford Guineas, uh, where Bacchanalia beat her and King of Sparta ran third. So I think that does suggest she'll get it. She's hard fit. She'll make her own luck. She looks to control things here, and I think that makes her hard to chase down. That's no knock at all on the talent of Brooksby. I think she's very much the best mare in the race. It's just the setup. Just makes me a little bit scared. Maybe she is too good to overcome it. Uh, yet to win below 1,200 metres. First up, improvement to come. Uh, but like Duff, I've been super impressed about the way that she's trialled. Six, twice as special. Not too many races go around uh, which twice as special in it where I don't give her some kind of mention. And that's the case again here. Uh, I like the booking of Tim Clark. Uh, she doesn't have a, a huge margin to turn around on Authentic Jewel from last day. And she didn't have a lot of luck there. So, yeah, she probably prefers the sting out of the ground, but she's one to throw into your exotics. And two, Barossa Rosa is a very good fresh horse. And there was a bit of intent about the way she trialled more recently. Three, one, six, and two. Looking at the numbers here for Darren Flindell, race six at Ramwick today, and Darren is in the corner of number two, Barossa Rosa, to be four authentic Jill, one Brooksbyer, and seven Kurt Royale, two, four, one, and seven, uh, two, four, one, seven, Darren's numbers in race number six. This is Racing HQ Saturday. What are we, about 20 minutes tonight? We might head to a short break. On the other side, we'll dive into the, the quaddie at Ramwick today, and that includes the, the razor sharp of the sprinters, and a good look at the $2 million, the Ingham. Blue Point completes the double. Blue Point, still the only horse ever to win three Group 1 sprints at Royal Ascot. Like Nature's Trip, he won the Group 1 Kingstown Stakes. But Blue Point won it twice. Same as Black Caviar, he won the Group 1 Diamond Jubilee Stakes. Blue Point, an elite sprinter who won the same races as the best sprinters in Australia. His first yearlings are at the sales now. TAB has harness offers on TAP this Inter-Dominion. On races 1-4 to four at Inter-Dominion finals night at TAB Court Park, Melton, place a fixed odds win bet, and if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back this Saturday for Inter-Dom finals night. For racing on TAP, download the TAB app. Excludes WA residents. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's and website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1-800-858-858. Now is the time to get into Totally Workwear Rydalmere for all your summer workwear gear. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue. And the biggest range of shirts, shorts, boots and high vis. Check out our lightweight workwear. Just what you need to keep you cool this summer. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road. Your one-stop summer workwear shop. Ever imagined owning a share in a racehorse? The team at Topline Thoroughbreds and John Sargent Racing can get you there. John is renowned for his success with staying fillies, winning every Group 1 Oaks in Australasia. Ownership opportunities exist in a quality filly by champion sire Ocean Park, in work at John's Randwick Stable and being aimed towards next year's Spring Carnival. Contact John or Tony at Topline Thoroughbreds. Toplinethoroughbreds.com Topline Thoroughbreds is an authorised representative of sire custodians AFSL licence number 22. Racing HQ, brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the new TAB app. And HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. 
Welcome back to Racing HQ Saturday. If you just join us, we're diving into races 7 through 10 at Ramwick today. And race 7 is the Razor Sharp Handicap, a listed race, good group of sprinters. The race Muns won back in 2007 by a horse named Takeover Target. So some smart ones have won this sprint over the time. Yes, and um, didn't, didn't Takeover Target lose a... Was it a race on New Year's Day? On yes. Protest? Yeah. Uh, was it the Villiers he lost on protest? Take uh, I don't think it was the... Oh, I don't know. It was, was it Ramwick? Or was it the... I remember the, a dynamic... Was it the Razor Sharp that he won on protest? I don't, I don't know. No, I thought it was a... Massive di- uh, uh, Richard yeah. Callender will tell you. He knows about that protest, I think. He's, he's yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, well, we'll, we'll digress, which is unusual for us. <laughs> um, right, and sponsored by Racing and Sports, so uh, there'll be a few Racing and Sports team there today at the races. So uh, we start with 11-11 here, and he's a $12 chance. Taxu is at $19. Rangers at $19. Waihaha Falls with Synthetic Hooffella on the front was a $3.50 favourite and still is. Sky Commander Eleven, Naj Marty at fourteen, Foxfighter at fifteen, much much better with the synthetic filler on the near hind at sixteen, Dragonstone at nine dollars and fifty cents, Brigantine at four dollars twenty, King of Hastings at eighteen, Superium with the blinkers on and the winkers off at thirty four dollars, and Surreal Step is a $34 chance. Uh, most popular runner here is Sky Command, always is. Second pick is Brigantine. Third pick is Waihaha Falls. And fourth pick is Dragonstone. So nothing really out of the ordinary. Was it, Ronnie, the 2008 Villiers honour in war protested against him? Yes. Yeah, Something well, was, like that. And the, well, Villiers, was, the Villiers was 1,400 metres. Oh, was it okay? Yeah, it might have been that. It might have been the razor sharp, but obviously, yeah, the Phillies was fourteen hundred. That might have been, yeah. Because I remember as the dynamic indications colours from EI or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Where's our historian? Well, it was a popular result that day. It was a very popular yeah. result. No, no doubt your team of researchers behind you there, Richard, <laughs> will be busy looking up Miller's Guide and all the other publications to work this out. So I haven't seen those uh, people around here for a while, that's, that's for sure, but never mind. Uh, look, good race spread, isn't it? Good sprint. It how, is. How do you see them setting up here for the Razor Sharp? Well, Sky Command probably holds the key to the speed and how truly run it is. Is she happy to, to hand up here and maybe take a trail? Uh, over 1,200 metres, I'm thinking probably. That leaves much, much better as a potential leader here. First up, nice and fresh off a nice trial, Taksu. I know he's more of a 1,400 metre control horse, but 1,200 metres, he's still got the speed to put himself right there from the gate. And I think Rangers comes out positive and just lets Taksu slide across and maybe takes that one out, one back trailing position, Duff. Yeah, I think Sky Took Command will, if much, much better, Brock Ryan shows intent, I think she will hand up. And just uh, find the rail in front of behind him, uh, because he's he could be a pretty quick horse first up, much much better. I, look, I think there's three hopes here. I'm with Brigantine. I think the setup's beautiful for him. He likes Ramwick. He's had a lovely little fresher to come back in distance here with a soft trial win, and I think that that Valana form has to be good here, especially with 53 kilos. Well, look, I'm not disrespecting Wahaha Falls. He dropped seven kilos here. He's a talented horse, and. Uh, He's certain to be charging into the finish late here. The other one is definitely much, much better. He's the forgotten horse here. He's a tough on pace top, uh, type who's very good fresh and he looks way over the odds if he's right. Um, 
And I'll throw in 11-11. That was a nice child just saying he is back on track and this time of his year. A little chance to King of Hastings uh, in the worst part of the track there last start. And he has got second up form and no weight. 10-4 and 8 go in the quaddy from one. I've seen it the same way here, 10, 4, 8 and 5, 10, Brigantine, 8 weeks between runs with the ease of that tick over trial win there at Hawkesbury suggested he can pick up where he left off and if he does, he's hard to beat on the strength of that Silver Eagle form. You go out to his first up win over this same track and trip in this same grade. Uh, it was a big win there coming from well back. I think he parks up closer here, handles all tracks, no weight on his back. Very hard to beat. Four-way falls. He plummeted seven kilos himself from Newcastle last start. Maybe that just anchored him late there when second to Cole Crusher. Want to trust that form reference. Uh, we've seen Coda Hill come out and, and frank it there just being gunned down late by Cavalier Charles. So maybe a little query in terms of whether he'd want just to sting out of the ground to make him even more effective, but he'll handle it fine, no problems. Eight much, much, much better. I've got him as the best uh, outsider in the race as well. He has money past three first up and the latest to a double-figure odds, so he's got a bit of a history of just slipping the net, slipping the guard there of punters. That won't happen for me today. I've missed him a couple of times on the way through. And five, Sky Command. Uh, how can you knock her? She's just racing as well as ever, and she maps to get favours if she does take the trail. Ten, four, eight, and five. Okay, race seven, the razor sharp, good sprint, and uh, Darren at Flindell's numbers. The way he sees race number seven uh, is ten Brigantine on top to beat four Wahaha Falls, seven Fox Fighter, and one eleven eleven ten four seven and one in race seven. Race eight is our feature. The group two, the Ingham, racing for two million dollars over the mile here months. Yeah, and the two thousand and seven Villiers was run in two thousand and eight on the fifth of January, and Honor and War defeated to take over target via protest and that is the only time Chris Waller has trained the winner of the Villiers. Hmm. So uh, there's a little bit that could have used that. I'll, I'll be taking over Paul Ambrosoli's job here shortly. Um, might as well get everyone else's. Uh, right, here we go. Huetor returning today at the top here, $7.50. Uh, does that price make it favourite? Pretty close to it, surely. $7.50 the field. Go down here. Um, right, we've got yeah, seven fifty is the favourite. Huetor, seven fifty favourite for the Ingham. Sunshine Rising is an eighteen dollar chance. Polly Gray at fifty one. Kerwin's Lane at seventeen. Surf Dancer at twenty three dollars. Riadini, the Gong winner, at nine dollars. Birdebeck at seventy one. Lions Roar um, is. $41. Skylab at $19. Skyman, Nashra Willa, one kilo over here at this stage at $34. A tissue is at $9.50. New Mandate, 21 Marth Bartholomew Diaz with the glue-on glue shoes on the front off at $23. Diamil is an $8.50 chance. Arameo is at $34. Darjran is a $10 chance. Brutality at to $8. Spirit Ridge with the blinkers off at $34. Long Villas at $19. Wild Planet at $26 and scratch the rest. Most popular runner is... Do uh, no, hang on, not Dime Mill. Uh, it is... Brutality. Uh, Brutality, most popular runner. $9 into $8 so far uh, today. Second pick is Dyer Mill, and it was as much as $10 earlier today. 
third pick. We've probably got to go back towards the top here and tell you that it is the toppy in Huetor, and it is uh, $6.50 out to $7.50 so far this morning. Uh, Brad, these horses are pretty much set in their ways. I mean, could you see a change of tactics off a map you're looking at at all? Mm, good question. No, not really. No, they look pretty set in stone, don't they? So you've got Gabe Waters and Adrian Bott have got the, the speed hand here from those wide draws. I think Surf Dancer comes across and leads. Daj Run, uh, he maybe sits outside. Riadini looks for just a park in behind the speed. Outside of that, uh, you're looking at Spirit Ridge, nice and fresh over the mile here, drawn low. He won't be far away. Polly Gray has got some tactical speed to, to use the draw. And Wild Planet, uh, he won't be far away either. He went very fast in front there last start and just got swallowed up that last little bit. Maybe they look for a, a touch of cover here, but he won't be far away uh, regardless. But, yeah, interesting in terms of the early part of this race is every chance that they just drop anchor in the middle stages here, Duff. Yeah, it'll be typical Waterhouse spot out hard, mm. show intent, then drop it, drop the anchor, get them all pulling and reefing and not wanting to make an early move, and it could be messy. Um, but I tell you what, it's a competitive race. It's a beauty. I'm with old mate here. Uh, brutality just keeps getting in with these finishing bursts which your horses that race back in the field can suck you in with sectional times but he did win this last year i think joe knows him well he's set up well and uh, if things if he get into a three wide running line here and not be tailed off um, I, I think he's got a good little chance I think Wetor is going to be easy because uh, everyone's just got it as a, a, a mid-prep mid tick over run for next prep but geez, he's 16 starts and he's a group one winner and I liked his trial, uh, he's going to be the forgotten horse, you know, he's got to get to a price where someone's going to think he's attractive uh, Riadini, yep um, he's found his winning form now and uh, I think he can hold it uh, he needs a lot of luck uh, you know, yeah uh, Adrian said this morning you're going to ride him the same way. Well, if they try and ride him the same way, fifth or six, he's going to be wide off the track here. I think it'd be a bit more, uh, a bit more aggressive than that. And twelve new mandate. I think he might be a bet. He, uh, hopefully, he's got a little bit of gate speed, more gate speed, nice and fresh, because he's got the draw to put himself in the first half seven, eight horses here. And I think he's got talent, this horse, and he comes out of a proper race. You know, if I, I want to make room for. Sunshine Rising, Dime Mill and Daz run for the quaddy as well, but you can't have them all. 17, 1, 6, 12. I'll tell you what, the punters haven't missed Dime Mill here. $8.50 mm. now. Uh, I'm with him. Uh, he continues to, to trend the right way. Um, I know the gong and the festival stakes might be the more recent lead-ins, but I've got the Five Diamonds pegged as a pretty strong reference in its own right. That fourth to Ellsberg, where the track record is broken. Reads well for this. We've seen Uncle Bryn and Milford frank that form. Freshened up since then. I think it's a lovely preparation coming back from 1800 Vaders and the cherry on top was how well he trialled recently. So I think he's in a really good spot. Takes advantage of the low draw. He's not a go forward horse by any stretch of the imagination, but just parks up midfield and gets his chance from there. Six, Riadini, an extra two and a half kilos after his win in the gong. That, of course, broke a run of outs, but mild dry track. Uh, that's his bread and butter. Nine, Skyman. I've got uh, a little spot here for both the, the Sky brothers. Sky Lab being the first of those. I thought he was fantastic there last start, just in the in the worst ground there. Uh, at Kembla Grange. I don't love Barrier 1 for him, uh, so we're going to need a, a clever ride here from Josh Parr, but he's riding in fantastic form and we're looking to navigate off the fence at the right time. And Skyman, $34, seems a ridiculous price. I know he's going to need a, a little bit of luck there from the wide gate with Nash doing the steering, but if he gets it, geez, I think he's, he's ready to peak and do something. 4, 6, 9 and 10.
What a race. Let's have a look and see how Darren Flindell sees the Ingham. Race 8, 20 minutes to 5 if you're out and about doing other things. Darren's with 16 Dodge Run to beat 17 Brutality, 9 Skylab and 12 New Mandates. 16, 17, 9 and 12. What a race the Ingham is. Race 9 we go to now, Munns. Thanks, Bob and Jack Ingham. Handicap benchmark 88 at the mile. Yeah, and uh, good advertisement for those people that have shopped early. Their dime mill was a $21 chance on Wednesday. It's now $8.50. Right up. The thanks, Bob and Jack Ingham. Now we start with Nugget who's uh, back to black figures. It's uh, a $2 chance. Well, the nugget's got to be black, hasn't it? Uh, Dashing Willoughby, for good shoe polish fans there. Nose roll on, tongue tie on, bit lifter comes off at $101. Parry sound at $101. Cisco Bay at $8.50. Steely with the blinkers back on at 10 Fun fact with the blinkers off at 41 Jojo was a man at 13 Navy Cross out, no deduction. Ascension out, runs in Melbourne. Four cents a win at four cents a place. Bullfinch 650, Pesto at 51, Atlandos 34, Irish Legend at 12, and my mate Mahagoni is a $10 chance. Well, he's the most popular runner, Nugget, but I think a lot of people holding off on this race to see whether or not he got a start in the Ingham, uh, but he's the most popular runner here, about a third of the investment on the race. Second pick, Jojo as a man, third pick, Bullfinch. Speed in race nine, Brad. A bit tricky. Fun fact, looks your leader here, uh, and he's not really a 1,600-metre horse, so Nugget won't be far away. I think he takes advantage of Barry One, just parks him behind the speed. Next, you're looking at Irish Legend, not far away. Pesto can race handy, and maybe Jojo as a man can find himself right on top of the speed here, given the lack of tempo, Doff. Yep, I'm going to pick it up here. We're running a bit late. Do we uh, go to a split screen or Sky 2 if we run late? Uh, uh, we just, it just gets pulled all together. <laughs> we go uh, to ten, the wireless. <laughs> 10 on top. Uh, Bullfinch, I just think no, they're getting closer in the market now which they should be Look, I, I know he's got a few convictions uh, old mate, but I think he got his confidence in Brisbane and his couple of runs here have been good so I'll lean his way he's very hard to beat Nugget he's getting out to a more realistic price now I think you might even trade better but he, he does look promising uh, 7, Jojo was a man well uh, the ones that if you got the $31, you'd be happy. They're they giving him the short back and sides now, 13. Uh, if he puts his right foot forward, he's, he could win this race. And 13, Irish legend, just the map. He just maps so well, second up here and fitter. I've got an eye on Pesto in the yard. 10, 1, 7 and 13. 1, 4, 7 and 10, Nugget. Uh, I think all being equal, he's a little bit too good for these, even with the 61 kilos. That's after the claim of Zach Lloyd. He's lightly raced. He's still got upside, and we saw a glimpse of what he's capable of doing there last start. So, repeat of that. He's hard to beat, as the market suggests. For Cisco Bay, he's hard to knock. He just continues to, to front up. He brings up the half-century of starts there today. He's never raced better, uh, and that festival stakes fifth, beaten just two lengths by Dajra, Run does read well for this. Jojo was a man. I had him in the mix as well, thinking that $26, $30 was overs. He's been well found now, but his Randwick form is fantastic. You've just got to take that leap of faith to, to think that he can find his best form again because he has been a touch below his best this time back and 10 Bullfinch through that same uh, nugget form race. 1, 4, 7 and 10. Okay, see if, uh, if Darren is a, a fan of this favourite in race number 9 on the day. Darren Flindell's numbers for race 9 at Randwick. 1 Nugget to beat 10 Bullfinch. 5 Steely. 7 Jojo as a man. 1, 10, 5 and 7. 10th and last now Munns is the PFD handicap. Finish off with the benchmark 78 at the 1400 metres. Yeah, and that $2 about Nugget is one out. Uh, is best odds there. Lay of the day? 
Uh, no, I think it's a bit early for, for yeah, that. Too early, yeah, too early. It's a bit yeah. early for that. I think they just want to, we know, they put it up to 10. Uh, right, the last. Night of Power Not There. Democracy Manifest. Uh, Darren will be ready for it at $3. Uh, Lovely Esteem at 11 Bergen at $26. Motti Ditto is out, no deduction. Astero at 10 So am I, 11 High Court at 61 Sweet Ruby out, 7 cents a win and 8 cents a place. There's a stable on fire. Kim Wall. Uh, Bend the Knee at 26 I Am Lethal out. Out, seven cents a win and seven cents a place. Anna Kurt, nine dollars and fifty cents. Kanazawa at eight dollars. Banjus at eleven. Bugalugs, a winner last night at Canterbury. No deduction, it's out. Robusto carrying the Ingham Cerise at eight dollars. Kobe Rocks is out, no deduction. Then we go to Toretto at $19 and Bluff and Bluster. Tyler Schiller, your rider there at 51. Yeah, I didn't think I'd get through 10 races, no, uh, but really? I got through nine and a half. Thank you very much, Marley, for that uh, interjection. Uh, Righto, let's have a look here and tell you that Democracy Manifest, most popular runner, double the investment on its nearest rival, Banju. Third pick, so am I. How's the map here, Brad? Bergen looks your leader. Astero won't be far away. Not a lot of go-forward horses. There's a lot of horses here that like to find their feet. So I think Banjo finds himself right there. And maybe your mate Arnaker can take advantage of a low gate here, Duff. Yeah, I thought he could race a little closer. Maybe even Ben the Knee could race a little closer. Um... I'm going to tip him because he gets the right run here. I want to be forgiving on the worst part of the track at Kembler and just at the price factor. I've got him on top of Democracy Manifests. Six scratchings have helped him. Um, he's not going to be four lengths last here, so he's going to be likeable for plenty. Robusto, scratchings have helped him as well. Um, and he'll get a cheer if he looms up and Banjo box seats with uh, no weight on his back here. 12 to 16, 14. A little watch on Lovely Esteem first up who just poked out the back in a trial, but maybe later on for her. I'll rip through these, 14, 2, 4 and 13. I like the setup and I like the price for Banjo. Uh, it comes through that Democracy Manifest form reference and he was wide the trip, so I think there's improvement to come from him. Democracy Manifest, the only knock is just his pattern. Uh, he needs things to fall into place, given he's a little bit one-dimensional. For Bergen, might be the big uh, improver here. I don't think he had the right setup there first up. He'll spear forward, catch me if you can, and 13, Kanazawa. Better run than it reads on paper there first up. 14, 2, 4 and 13. OK, checking out Darren's numbers in the 10th and last at Ramwick today and Darren Flindell is tipping number two Democracy Manifest to be 16 Robusto 12 Anakur and 14 Banju to 16 12 and 14. Best bets time Ronnie. Uh, was going to be for seal but I've got an even money limit on her which is looking unlikely so let's make it best bet race three number 16 Iona Merck. Good on you, Ron. We'll speak next Saturday. Enjoy the races. See you guys. Ron Duffersy out there ramming today. Brad, your best on the day. Best for me, race eight, number four, Diamil, in what is a very open Ingham, but I think he sets up beautifully. And race 10, number 14, Banju. So a couple there at a bit of odds. Thank you, mate. We'll see you during the week. Thanks, guys. Great, great, Ron Duffersey. And, uh, yeah, Munns goes 9 o'clock, these markets. See what, uh, what the Tab and the putters would like to do from now. Yeah, that's when we get fair dickum. Uh, jockey's Challenge, Brenton Abdullah, very short, $1.40 over Nashra Willer at six. Any other jockey, 10. Rachel King, 15. Tommy Berry, Zach Lloyd, Karen McAvoy, all 21. And Timmy Clark at $34. Uh, let's go, baby, and rip into today. A minute past nine, a break on Racing HQ Saturday. And on the other side, it is the Sandown preview. Mark Hunter will be with us. A break and back with more. Racing HQ, brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the TAB app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. 
Since 2018, 36 Group 1 winners could have been bought for $100,000 or less at an English sale. That's 44% more than the nearest Australian auction house. Where will you be in 2023? Classic catalogue available now at inglis.com.au. Golf is hard. But at Drummond Golf, we make finding the perfect Christmas gift easy with a huge range of Christmas gifts for every budget. Like Nike caps, just $21. Save $30 on a Trident Galaxy 2 cart bag, now $99.95. And Target Caddy TC100 Rangefinder, just $168.95. Shop online or in-store at Drummond Golf, where Christmas gifting's made easy. Foreign-owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for Fair Play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details. Authorised by Aussie Fair Play Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Betfix odds on races 1-6 to six at Randwick, Sandown and Eagle Farm. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back for running second or third on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. Excludes WA residents. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's and website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help 1-800-858-858. The slipper for you. He's a star, Colt. He absolutely exploded for us in a gallop. He's built for speed. He's got that lovely, strong hind quarter. He's got a big motor and he's such a pleasure to ride. He jumps well, puts himself in a race. Got a great turn of foot. Microphone from Castel Vecchio and Microphone's won it. Microphone, champion two-year-old in an elite crop. His first yearlings are at the sales now. Don't whinge and whine about the traffic. Think of the wine you have at home. A glass of Windy Peak Shiraz Grenache. By De Bortoli, of course. Here's the traffic. Domain Homes are simply offering 10% off the contract price of your new build, but only for a limited time. Head to your nearest display home today. Details at domainhomes.com.au. In Catherine Field, Camden Valley Way approaching Catherine Fields Road, a two-car crash affecting all directions. Sydney CBD Works are closing Carrington Street northbound between Wynyard Street and Margaret Street. Rockdale's works on Bay Street both ways at West Botany Street. Give the gift of good taste this Christmas for unique gourmet hampers filled with Australia's finest, juiciest cherries and farm fresh seasonal fruits. Visit snowgoose.com.au. Limited supply. Order today. I'm Luke Germain, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. Interstate Form Preview brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the TAB app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for your company on this Saturday morning. Of course, we have a, a Melbourne preview now. We'll have a good look at Eagle Farm after 10.30 with Michael Maxworthy. Wayne Harris has done the Kembla form. So a stack to get through in the next hour. And, of course, uh, we'll have a crack at the Behind the Gates multi after 10 o'clock. So a bit to get through. Good to have you with us. Time to talk all things Melbourne racing today. Sandown on the hillside course. Nine races to be decided. That means... It's a good morning to Mark Hunter. Hello, Mark. Morning, Richard. Morning, Mums. How's your week been? What's happening? Busy, busy. They're all gone down. They're all gone down alongside me. Dino's uh, gone down, and yes, and I've been a busy week trying to cover everybody's workload. I'm looking forward to. Uh, well, I've got a busy day today, but uh, the end of the racing day will 
looking forward to that. Good on you. Well, let's uh, let's get stuck into this preview. I, the stapler in the background tells us that Glenn Munsey is definitely still with us. And let's go to the market for the first race of the day. We start with the two-year-olds here, Munz. The first of nine is a 1,000-metre race for the youngsters. We can put the pen through number six. Lady in pink leaves a field of seven two-year-olds to face the starter in race one. Yes, good morning to you, Mark. If any man can handle this pressure, it's got to be you. <laughs> right up. And send something in the post. Uh, righto. Energised here. Our first runner is a $5 chance. Uh, I'll... I'll... Uh, Al... A Boros, I'll go with that anyway, uh, at $5.50. Always terrified when you look at the names or the letters running together like that. Uh, Cantalago is $2.60 and favourite. Chief Wingham at $21. Down low is a $4.20 chance. Lady in pink not there. Miss Lead at $26. And Sarasana is a $7.50 chance. Uh, most popular runner here is Cantalago. Went up two eighty, was two ninety, got two eighty earlier today, uh, into two sixty. The only other runner there's any support for whatsoever is Energize and it's four sixty out to five dollars this morning. That are all on debut, Mark. What do we know? I like Cantalago. I think it's been the best of the trialers. It was given a soft trial two ago, then went forward in the speed last time, given a, a send along and lengthened well to win well. I think here it will go forward and park on a tempo that doesn't look too hectic, control the race, and Cantalago the one to beat. To beat, not much between the Price Kent team, number five down low, and two, our Obros, who went to the trial, went to the line together in a trial. I've just put number five down low in for second ahead of our Obros, and then number eight, Sirisana, who Took on some pretty handy older horses in the most recent jump out. Wasn't extended, was beaten comfortably, but looked to go okay. Three, five, two, and eight. From the two-year-olds to the stayers, race two sand down today is a benchmark 78. We're going over the 2,400 metres here. Scratch the top, your muns leaves a field at nine. Yes, and for some reason, race two has just disappeared on my screen here. So uh, I don't know what has happened to race number two. Uh... Okay, so that's all right. I'll just go back to the phone and tell you what the market is here off the the tab app. I don't know what's happened on that, but uh, right, uh, race scratching uh, scratching coming through. Or no, something sometimes there. if they go to, if they've put up a fresh market, uh, it might have just gone away. So okay, here we go. Uh, in race number two, we start with uh, number two, which is an Irishman, and it's a seven dollar chance. Kite uh, coup at. $2.80 in favourite. Never again at 7. J-Rod 2 at 6. Miss 500 is a $16 chance. Selassie at $9. Accountability is 18 Minor Legacy is at $6.50. Epsom Days at $31. Can't help you with the investments there and I'll try and find it while Mark gives his egg flips. Now, uh, how do you see this race being run? Mark, mile and a half. Yeah, look, should be a decent tempo, Richard. J-Rod, two leads. Look, I, I might have this race completely wrong. I'm, I'm opposing Kaituku here, the favourite. I'm leaving it out of everything. I'm not sure when. I'm going to tip number six, Miss 500, who... This is it's an absolutely perfect race for Miss 500. All it had to do was show something last time, and you'd be very keen now. Unfortunately, it managed to just sit midfield and hold its ground and not do a whole lot. But I'm banking on extra fitness, the race working out well for it. Its best form would win... And at good odds, I'll have a little try on this 500 here to beat 5J-Rod 2. Gate 1, it'll spear out, it'll hold the lead, which I think can bring the favourite undone. And from there, J-Rod 2, I think, is the best of the leaders, will run well. 
a roughie here, number 10, Epsom Days, was through the same race as Miss 500. Again, all you want to do is just see an encouraging run and you'd think it has a great chance. It was okay without raving. It can improve. And then Nine Minor Legacy, who should sit behind them, get a beautiful run, is consistent, has got some hope. So just looking for some value around this favourite, I'll go 6, 5, 10 and 9. We go on to race three out of Sandown today. Three-year-olds here, Munns, and we'll have a benchmark 70 getting over the 1,400 metres. Yeah, back in that second race, I found it. Most popular runner is Tyke. Kai Tuku went up 280, got the 310, was 270 earlier today, out to $2.80, and it's clearly on top of Minor Legacy, who's the second pick. We go to the third now, and we start with Russian Ronnie, who's a $4 chance. Midtown Boss, $3.20 in favourite. No drama at $5.50. She dances as out. Calico Jack, $7.50. Charming Die at 14 Typical you at 13 One out is out. In Your Hands at 12 Silent Scream is out, and girl is a $9.50 chance. Most popular runner is Midtown Boss. Um, unchanged this morning. It's only $160 ahead of Russian Ronnie, who's unchanged this morning. And then Girl is the next pick. And fourth pick would be Calico Jack. Which form on interest you here, Mark? It's an even race. I think Midtown Boss is the one to beat. It has to run 1,400 metres, and that's a little query. Daniel Stackhouse rode it first up. He rode it quietly, and it was an enormous win. Uh, Blake Sheen rode it last time, sent it forward, and it wasn't so strong through the line despite winning. So I'm hoping for a quiet ride here, or else the distance will be an issue. If the speed looks okay with a quiet ride, not a big field, Midtown Boss can sprint hard here to beat number six, Charming Die. Charming Die ran through the line really well last time. Got a good 1,400-metre run last campaign. The pace will suit. One Russian Ronnie, I think, has to lead to win. To do that, it's got to cross no drama and then hold out girl. Uh, Russian Ronnie was a strong win last time. And three no drama. Took on the older horses and beat them at Bendigo. Can only be fitter for that run. Should get a lovely run from the gate. Has got some chance. So I just want a quiet ride for two. Then it's the one to beat. Two, six, one and three. We go to race four. Now, the Thoroughbred Club Australia handicap here, Munns. A benchmark 60 at the mile. They all look to be going around. We'll see if Tasman Park can remain undefeated here. Hello, Glenn. Oh, sorry, Richard, I was coughing. Um, <laughs> he's the real deal. Well, you don't want me to cough on air. I have got, no. uh, I have got a mere sliver of professionalism in me. Um, he's the real deal is an $11 chance. Uh, Grinzinger Alley at $81. Our Lone Star at $21. Beretta at $7.50. Eco Warrior at $126. Netanyahu at $12. Son of Emperor at $16. Tasman Park at $5. Ostrata at $7.50. Uh, Arctica at $2.80 and Oceana Blue is a $10 chance. Um, good move here. Half the money invested on the race on Arctica. Uh, it's been $3.10, into $2.80 this morning and about 40% of the total investment has come today and it is six times as popular. Uh, struck match between Tasman Park and Oceana Blue. Who do you like, Mark? It should win. Richard Arctica, it's got that big win two starts ago at Maui over a handy horse. It was a strong win there. Went to Flemington, sat wide, uh, beaten the length. You could argue with a better run, it may have won the race. Out of that race, Matron Bullwinkle, Shannon Burge. It's terrific form for a race like this. It draws well behind decent speed. 
Don't look at a hold that Flemington form, and Arctica should be the winner to beat number eight, Tasman Park, who both wins have been good. They've been on soft ground, but no reason to worry here. I think it's suited by the mile. Four, Beretta. I first looked at the race, I wanted to tip Beretta. It was terrific last time. It's ready to win. It's got the blinkers on in Craig Williams, but the format of that race last time has just worked out all, so that's the query for me. And then nine, Ostrata. It's a horse that's always run well at Sandown. It was good first up, went wide, it's fitter. It's a lovely run just behind them and has, has got some chance. But Arteca, Arteca just has to hold its form, and I think it's the winner, 10, 8, 4, and 9. Working our way through some Melbourne form here with Mark Hunter as he always joins us on a Saturday morning. It's going to race five here, Munns, and a good class of galloper here. We'll have the Tile Importer Handicap, a benchmark 100 at the Sandown Mile. Yeah, we start with Nuncho here. I reckon it started life in Australia with Anthony Cummings. Uh, Nuncho, it, uh, it is a $61 chance. Sosie Bonnet, 16. Extra Elusive at 19. Black Sail, 21. Flash R, 21. Detonator Jack, $1.65. We've got Greenfly at 360. Zigfield at 71. And Pounding is a $12 chance. Uh, one way truck here, Detonator Jack. 190 first markets, 185. Now one. 65. Second pick is actually Sosi Bon, and third pick would be Greenfly. Four wins from six starts. Uh, Detonator Jack, Mark, remains a, a pretty decent animal. Yeah, we'll go for five from seven after today, Richard. It's uh, it's a beauty. It was a terrific win first up at Flemington. Went to Ballarat with that big weight on that wet track and ran well. Greenfly just got right to the outside fence and picked it off late. I think here they will settle second last and last. Detonator Jack second last, Greenfly last. They'll come with a sweeping run down the centre. They'll dominate the race. Detonator Jack's trialled terrific since that run. I think the big key here is the dry ground. Detonator Jack is no worries on it, and that gives it the edge. To beat seven, Greenfly. Greenfly was an enormous win up there at Ballarat. It's a lovely horse, but all its form has been on wet ground, so that's the one query you're dealing with. I think nine pounding. It's the most likely horse to run third, back on dry ground with a claim. And maybe number five, Flash R, next best, who's been around the bush. It's got some place chance from the good gate. I think six can win. It'll be a terrific race to watch. Six from seven, then nine and five. Race six, Sandown today is the first leg of the quaddy, and the Phillies and Mares will do, do battle here. All 11 to face the starter here, Munns, and a benchmark 78 over the 1,400 metres. Okay, let's have a look here and see. Blistering is a $9.50 chance. Ocean's Gin at $41. Santero at 8 Tubby Two Tracks at $34. Reputa Bell at $34. Cardigan Queen at 10 So You See, $3.50. That price makes it favourite. Bell at Rich at $6. Life Lessons, $4.60. Road Wrote to Arataki at $8. And Starring Rollers a $51 chance. Very, very competitive betting race this. Uh, most popular runner is So You See. Uh, second pick would be uh, San, no, Bell at Rich, uh, then Santiro, and there's only a couple of thousand between those three. Right behind them, Life Lessons, uh, and then a bit of a gap to actually Reputa Bell's a $34 chance. Pretty smart enough group of mares here, Mark. How do you see it? This is a fantastic race, Richard. I'll, I'll be taking six in the first leg of the quaddy. I'm going to go with number nine, Life Lessons, who had a weak maiden first up, and you wouldn't say it was that impressive doing it. But then last time, it just jumped out of the ground for that second up win. It was enormous fighting off, so you see. So I'm banking on Life Lessons just coming back a much better horse. 
gets a great run behind. Decent speed here from a good gate to beat number seven. So you see, no excuses. First up, loomed up, and life lessons just fought it off. It'll be fitter. Uh, good horse when it's right and got the weight turn around. Ten rope to Arataki. This has got a good winning chance. This ran well first up. You go back last campaign, you've got the My Whisper, uh, dry track form, and then three Santero, who ran seventh first up, but just never, ever got out the last 200 metres. Could well have won the race. The fact that Paddy's backing it up a week later has to be a good sign. Race doesn't end there. A terrific race, 9, 7, 10, and 3. We go on to race seven, Sandown today, and uh, we'll have a benchmark 84. We're going over the 1,800 metres here, Munns, and again, all 14 to face the starter for race seven at Sandown. Yeah, we start with Ascension, that decided to stay in Melbourne, not come to Sydney. It's an $18 chance. El Gladiate, uh, Gladiador at $21. Holster at $12. Glassy Miss at $23. Right You Are, $6.50. And that price, uh, not favourite. Second pick, C. Marie at $7. Polanco, $19. Ain't No Deal Done, $9.50. Huntley Castle, $81. Traduce, $41. Glentanius at $18. The Cunning Fox is our favourite at $4.00. Um, Princess Rainey's at $15 and Shandon Burge is a $7 chance. Uh, most popular runner here, the Cunning Fox, just looking at uh, uh, $4 unchanged this morning, has about 50% more than the bottom one, which is Shandon Burge, as much as $13 given about it, and been $7.50 to 7 this morning, and they're a long way ahead of the third pick, which would be C. Maria Breath in front of Holster. Who are you keen on here, Mark? The Cunning Fox, I'm keen on Richard, I think, this race will work out beautifully. I would imagine Craig Williams riding Holster. He rode it here about five starts ago, same distance, and he he will just go straight to the front. He extends from the six or seven hundred metre mark and makes it a genuine test. Uh, the Cunning Fox, that's perfect for it. It draws well. It can park six, park six or seventh. It trail through when Holster kicks. It's ready to win. Ridden a bit close first up. Terrific second up. Claim for Alana Kelly. I think the Cunning Fox will be winning to beat number five. Right, you are. Come back from a long spell. It was good two starts ago on dry ground sitting wild. Failed on the wet last time. Absolute D-Day here. Blinkers on again. Dry ground. This will show how it's going. 14 Chandon Burge. Really good two starts ago. That's the best form reference. Matron Bullwinkle. Easy win last time. I think it's the only other winning hope. And a place hope to number three holster because it will be so well ridden in front and give you a great sight. I think 12 wins. 12, 5, 14 and 3. Let's move on to race eight on the program here. We'll have uh, race eight being the key clean handicap and Munza benchmark 84 over the 1,400 metres. Yeah, Imperial Lad here's a $34 chance. The Garden at 12, he's our Bonneval, is a $10 chance. Then we've got High and Dry at $101. Morrissey at 23 Savannah Cloud, $5.50. Vaz Me at $19. Do Your Punk at $7.50. Zoltan is a $34 chance. Riot and Rose at $4.20 makes it favourite. Turbo at 16 Mac and Cheese at $7.50. And Kettle Hill having its first start in Australia for Australian bloodstock at $8. Most popular runner here is the bottom one in Kettle Hill. Went up 13. It's been 13, 10, 9, 50, 8, 50 into $8 today with a quarter of the total investment having come for it this morning and is most popular runner this morning. So uh, big syndicated horses like that. So there must be some sort of tip for it. 
Uh, we've got second pick being Riot and Rose, and it's been 4.20 unchanged this morning. Third pick, we go to Mac and Cheese, who's 9.50 into 7.50 today. And fourth pick, we go back then to He's Our Bonneval. Mark, have you seen this? I'm going with three hopes for the quaddy. I'm going to tip number 10, Riot and Rose. I think that's the best form. The detonator jack race, green fly up there at Ballarat. It was a really good race. Riot and Rose... Pretty tough there on heavy ground first up to win that race. It better well for fourth. Peter Moody on radio here this morning said the horse may need one more run and a mile, uh, but they're going to ride it quiet. I think this horse will run terrific down the outside to beat number six, Savannah Cloud. Savannah Cloud was probably flattered by being on the rails at Mooney Valley last time, but still bolted away for a big win. I think it's even better suited back to 1,400 metres. 13 Kettle Hill, you can line it up through... Overseas, it ran against Toot on the Charm, who we see winning town down here. Goes well. It's trialled nicely with a couple of soft trials. It's the other winning chance. And a place hope to number eight, Do Your Punk, who just has to run a strong 1,400 metres, but in terrific form, and got that two kilo claim to suit. 10, 6, 13, and 8. And on to the ninth and last out of Sandown Hillside today, finishing off Munns here with a benchmark 70 at the 1,000 metres. Yeah, we start with the scratching. So number two is our first runner, No Surrender at $41. Imperial Hilton at 15 Rigel Star at 15 Stay in Touch, a $5 chance. And that price probably makes it favourite. Yes, it would. Uh, we've got Big Apple at 13 Never Standing Still is out. Elite Icon at Eight Governor Landy at sixty one Red Hot Nick at eight Midnight Charm at seven Kev's Girl is out Pro Peace at eleven Stabler at thirteen Starlight Scope at twenty three Psy is a five dollar fifty chance and put the line through the bottom two uh, most popular runner here is actually Pro Peace I'll go with it as the pronunciation but stand to be corrected uh, went up twenty six dollars now the scratchings here Blood Oath was thirty four dollars um, Never Standing still was an $11 chance and Kev's girl was 21. So it was 26 into 16. was 11 earlier this morning. It stays there at 11. Just in front of Stay in Touch as the, uh, the top two picks here. And then a fair gap to Stabler and Red Hot Nick. Pro piece of former Hong Kong horse. What do you think of the last, Mark? I'll go with Pro Peace as well, Richard. I, when it raced down here, it was under the name of I Love Myself, and it ran down the straight at Flemington. D. Oliver rode it, sat behind them, picked its way through, and just bolted away. Found its way over to Hong Kong. Things didn't go right. Comes back here for Lee Hope. It's trial well. And I think the booking of Craig Williams is pretty significant. So it'll sit behind a good speed. A bit of guesswork, but I think it can run a big race fresh. To beat 16 Sai, Sai's well placed there from that outside gate. It's trialled nicely. There's good enough speed. I think it's a good race to be blending in. Four gel star. It's hard. It's fit. It's got the three kilo claim. I like where it's drawn. Five stay in touch. It's trialling really well, stay in touch. But one thing, it's been a bit tardy away in both those trials. I wouldn't want to miss the kick here. It just might get cut off and get strung up in traffic. So wide open race, 13, 16, 4 and 5. Okay, big nine race program there at Sandown today. First race set to go at 25 minutes to one. Mark, if you can recap your... Best bet and a bit of value there as well. Yeah, my best, Richard, race 7, number 12, The Cunning Fox, and my value, race 9, number 13, Procus. They are also racing at Wangaratta in Victoria today. Have you found something for the listeners there, Mark? I like race 
six, number 12, Kimmy Be Cool. I think it's ready to fire and around the $6 mark. I think it's a terrific each way play. Beautiful. In our, uh, in our Sydney preview, we were talking about the razor sharp and I'm pretty sure Duff made a little case and wanted to talk about King of Hastings, a bit of Melbourne form for King of Hastings. Where, where might he fit into a race like that? Gee, I don't want to talk him out of it, but it's been a while. Um, King of Hastings needs... That was a pretty weak race first up. There were a lot of, lot of uh, late scratchings and, yeah, I don't think there's much depth to that race first up at Ballarat on the heavy. Um, ooh, stretching the friendship to give you a case for King of Hastings. It needs everything to go right, maybe uh, fifth or sixth, good speed on, the gap's open. Maybe you can run a race, Richard, but I wouldn't be uh, holding my breath there. Good on you. Good man. Good to chat. Good luck today. Have a little, little spell tomorrow and we'll do it again next Saturday morning. Many thanks. Thank you. Good on you, Mark Hunter. And uh, we'll get his uh, selections out across uh, the social medias there. If you couldn't listen to all of the tips or you've, you've missed them, we'll, uh, well, as we always try and do, Munz, he's a popular man, Mark, and we'll get them out and about around the place. Yes, and uh, he's a busy, busy man at the moment. Of course, Dino uh, was uh, laid up in hospital and uh, waiting for Dino to be fit enough to come back. And, uh, of course, at this time of year, you know, some people, uh, they take holidays, Richard, and uh, we can't help that if, we're, uh, if uh, we've got a couple of crook as well. Uh, I, think Warren, I think Warren Huntley might have other commitments on a Saturday morning as well. We, we have used Warren in the past and get him when we can, but... We, uh, we couldn't get him this morning, unfortunately. No. Uh, jockey's challenge there at Sandown. The favourite is Craig Williams at 3.50 over Ethan Brown at 4.50. Any other jockeys at 5. Luke Nolan's at 8. Jamie Mott's at 9.50. Matt Cartwright and Daniel Stackhouse, 10 a pair. And Alana Kelly, now I think she comes out of a time uh, shortly, Alana Kelly, uh, is an $11 chance. So that's your jockey's challenges there. Maxi coming up with Eagle Farm. James Allman, the 220 favourite over Ben Thompson at 280. Jimmy Byrne at 650. Ryan Maloney at 7. They're on the backup after they had racing at Doombin yesterday. And then we're off to Kembla, where Keegan Latham, the 160 favourite over Mitchell Bell at 350. Uh, Alicia Collett, now she pulled the pin early at Scone yesterday. I hope she's all right at 750. Jeff Penz is at 9 and $41 and longer. The rest, Harry will be on to give his tips for Kembla. So good luck to everyone playing today on Ingham Day, Richard. At Royal Ramwick. Good on you, Munns. Thank you, Glenn Munsey. We'll let him go. We'll get out to Ramwick there, and uh, yeah, the Sky Thoroughbred Central coverage. You'll not miss a second of it. All the all the mounting yard there. Every horse covered off on really well by uh, Greg and Duff and Munns and the whole team out there. Uh, Chancel Alley and uh, of course Corey Brown. Strong team at at Ramwick today for the Ingham Day. Uh, Twenty eight minutes past nine, running a little early for a change. We'll head to a break, and we're not too far away from having Michael. Mack Maxworthy, join us for a preview of a great day of racing at Eagle Farm today. Racing HQ, brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the TAB app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1800 858 858. Hey, how did you get a next-gen Ranger? Picked it up from my Ford dealer last week. They had plenty of the XL, the XLS, and... Get into your Ford dealership quick and get into a next-gen Ranger quicker with XL and XLS in stock right now. I'll take the blue one, please. T's and C's apply. See Ford.com.au for details. 
ever imagined owning a share in a racehorse? The team at Topline Thoroughbreds and John Sargent Racing can get you there. John is renowned for his success with staying fillies, winning every Group 1 Oaks in Australasia. Ownership opportunities exist in a quality filly by champion sire Ocean Park, in work at John's Randwick Stable and being aimed towards next year's Spring Carnival. Contact John or Tony at Topline Thoroughbreds. Toplinethoroughbreds.com Topline Thoroughbreds is an authorised representative of Sire Custodians AFSL Licence Number 223671. Lalo, if you were Santa... Which I'm not. And you have great wisdom... Which I do. What Christmas gift would you put in your sack this year? How about a coffee maker while...